0: This week, we're joined by Alicia Stella from Orlando Park Stop to talk about Walt Disney World and Universal Orlando Rumors. Then we're joined by Brian McNichols from TouringPlans.com to talk about the Aventura Hotel. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the ParkScope Unprofessional Podcast Hour. My name is Joe. Wow, I just feel like I just did this a few days ago. That's because I did. (laughs) Ha ha ha, jokes. Anyways... Uh, we have a little different episode today. Um, instead of the usual cast of characters that we have, uh, instead we have a very special guest, Alicia, uh, from Orlando Park Stop, Theme Park Stop, and the various other stops. And, you know, like, you know, stop and go and all the, that things. Anyways, bad jokes. Uh, Alicia, thank you for joining us. How's it going? Stop and shop. Stop and yeah. shop. Yeah, that's what it was. Stop and shop. <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for having me. Cool. Um, Well, unlike other episodes where we have like more of a general uh, format, this one's going to be a little more freewheely discussion on, I think, mostly of the Orlando stuff. Um, But that's kind of our, I I mean, our MO. We've been talking a lot of other things. So we're going to focus on Orlando right now. But um, do you want to talk a little bit about the website, just kind of how you started and, you know, kind of the direction you want to take things? And then
1: we can kind of dive into some of the news and rumors going around. Sure. Yeah, no, I had a blog like lots of years ago where I just would talk about whatever I wanted to talk about. And then um, I noticed that the King Kong ride was starting. They were like digging a big hole in the in the ground. And I'm like, I'm going to talk about this. And then I became like the the go-to person for uh, construction updates on Kong or Kongstruction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked it. And I started doing the videos on my YouTube channel, which I started like a decade ago. But it had very little stuff on there. And um I realized that I really like talking about theme parks. So I ended up starting my own website um, two years ago called Orlando Park Stop. And uh, my YouTube channel, I just reached, I think I'm at like 12,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube, which is crazy. Because it was originally just my own little personal blog. And now like I'm doing full form theme park uh, videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also do freelance writing for other uh, theme park websites. Uh, so, like, trying to make it my full time gig, and I love talking about theme parks and going to the theme parks. So it's uh, living the dream.
0: Living, you know, <laughs> exactly living the the full blogger lifestyle. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> not
1: full blogger yet. Yeah. I wasn't at the opening night to the uh, not so scary Halloween party. So yeah, not um, full blogger yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I mean that's the next step. That's what we need to aim for <laughs> <laughs> next um, year. Next year. Yeah, exactly. So I. So w- is there any? Pro- I, I guess the question would be. Is there any big projects that are you're really interested in right now? I mean, I think I know what the answer to that is, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably the Potter coaster. Yeah, I'm super excited about that, and I have been for years. When we thought it was opening, like they, Dueling Dragons is going to close in September. It's going to close in September. We're only off by a year. Mm-hmm. We had the month right. We were just wrong about the year. <laughs> yeah, so I've been excited about this for years now. Yeah, it's been kind
0: of crazy. T- um, I mean, wh- what's interesting is that. Um, the project uh, just kind of, it, it's kind of crazy to look at the history of the project because like, I, I kind of, you know, poked fun of it on Inside Universe a little bit because there's a certain, you know, like it's fun to discuss amusement parks and all that stuff, but you know, there's a certain level of people who just kind of jump in and they want to seem like they know their shit. And, and instead of being like, Hey, I'm new here, let's, you know, I like this, you know, they kind of want to be you know, the insider and everyone goes to. So like, remember we had the, there was some oh, uh, guy who the posted. Giga coaster. Oh yeah, right? exactly. It was going to be running behind all of uh, Islands of Adventure. And mm-hmm. it's totally that because my dad's uncle works for the con- construction company or, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's all that stuff. That's just crazy. But even then, you know, we, the, the project closed and, you know, they're getting ready for it. And we still didn't know what the heck this was going to be. I mean, remember they had the Merlin
1: Coaster rumors.
0: Um, you know, like, yeah, Mer- it
1: was, it was, it was going to be an SFX coaster. It was going to be, uh, a powered, uh, hanging coaster. Yeah, inverted like, coaster. Yeah, not Mac powered.
0: Yeah, not, it wasn't Merlin. It was the, um, the Arthur. Arthur. Yeah, the Arthur yeah. ride system.
1: That was the, it's like, it looks like Dueling Dragons and it's perfect for Potter, so it must be this.
0: Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Or and also the, um, you know, it was all indoors, it was all outdoors, it was a thrill, it was a According to ride. some, it's still all
1: indoors, so, you know, it depends on who you're listening to. <laughs> Good point. I mean,
0: yeah, it's just been such a weird, weird project. And it, it's interesting because, you know, when we are in the creative phase, and this is what I think people always need to think about when they talk about rumors, is when they're in the creative phase, it's that stuff's pretty usually tight-lipped. Like, that's there's a lot of control over the actual details, it's mm-hmm. just when things, you know, actually get into the wild. And, you know, I remember back when Pandora was under construction, like, in the design phase, all these design documents leaked because they had to get send these out for quotes, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I, and that's kind of where all the information comes from. I'm not trying to lead you ab- about, you know, hey, where do you get your info from? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, but I'm just trying to comment on, like, when people start thinking about, you know, how rumors exist and why they're not always yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, pinpointed. You know, you need to remember where this info comes from. It's not like the head of uh, project management's, you know, running these, leaking this information. It's, you know. It's
1: weird. I get like, Mm -hmm. um, I'll get Twitter messages from just random people. And they'll just be like, uh, hey, I heard uh, that uh, Lane Before Time is coming to uh, Toon Lagoon and they're going to tear down all of Toon Lagoon. And I'm like, where did you hear about that? He's like, you should do a video about it. And I'm like, I would. Where did you hear about it? Maybe I can look into it. It's like uh, a team member was talking and I overheard them.
0: yeah exactly
1: <laughs> oh, oh oh where is this team member does they do right oh yeah they they definitely must know yeah, yeah. so <laughs> uh, but then sometimes i'll get two or three people tell me something and i'll be like maybe this one's actually true because or maybe and I'll, t- I'll always ask like where did you hear this where did you hear this and i try to like pinpoint where the rumors are coming from and Sometimes uh, they end up being true, and sometimes they end up being completely a Giga Coaster going through Islands of Adventure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of another thing I like. Uh, I've always thought about is, you know, there's people who write off things a lot say, oh, it's just a rumor. And then you kind of go, well, no, it's not a rumor because these things leaked. That's not a rumor. That's like a leak. So. Right. So, like, people are like, "Oh, it's an well.
1: unconfirmed truth." <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Like, you know, oh well, the secret life of Pet's ride—that's just a rumor. It's like, no, that's not a rumor. Like, you know, like there, there are people out there who have like ride-throughs of the attraction. Like, that's very yeah. much a real thing. Right. So, it's just so weird. But bring it back to the Potter coaster, I guess. Uh, so we can talk more about that. Um, so, like, you you developed a few videos on it. Um, you've been covering it quite thoroughly. Is there? Yeah, the first couple were way wrong too. <laughs> yeah, and, and and my guesses were wrong, and everyone's were wrong. Um, mm-hmm. I I guess what makes this project special for you for you I, or or what?
1: For me, I some of my favorite rides are things like Big Thunder Mountain, where um, the theming is it's not just in a big gravity building. You know, like the, the, there's it's fleshed out in such a way that. You can enjoy, even if you're walking the track in Thunder Mountain, it's, it's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think Universal doesn't have that. They have like the Hulk coaster, just looks like a little, it actually looks like the bottom of an aquarium now in the back part of the Hulk coaster, where it's oh. just like gravel
0: and oh, rocks. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and like and then the front fake is plants. just,
1: yeah, and, and, and so it's like a little desert or something. And um, the theming essentially is you're on a thrill ride so and then when they do an indoor coaster something like mummy um flats aside it's uh it's a pretty good well-themed coaster um so it's interesting to see something that's going to be uh a lot of outdoor stuff that's also fully fleshed out like i don't think universal's ever done that before for a coaster
0: Mm -hmm. i yeah i don't think they've ever kind of done some uh, something around this lines um what, and, and and for me one of the interesting things is just kind of how this played out because like we got word a long time ago that dueling dragons was gonna close and there's all, all sorts of info out there but they've kind of kept a tight lid on this like I haven't heard yeah. anything
1: I'd love to know the name wouldn't you love to know the name
0: <laughs> yeah because it's crazy because like what because the name argument when you come down to it it's like well oh it's just gonna be Harry Potter and the forbidden force let's just pull that out but well, Harry Potter's not going to be on the ride. and there's so rides. Only,
1: maybe only twenty percent of it takes place in the forest, if that,
0: yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so what is it going to be Harry Potter? Is it going to be this? Is it going to be you know something like originally, you know, there was thoughts about it being more focused on the care of magical creatures. Well, guess what? No, now it's more based on the original book. so what what is it? And it, it's just kind of really interesting to see, you know where this is going and it's yeah. just and
1: the flight of the hippogriff. The plot of Flight of the Hippogriff is The Care of Magical Creatures. It actually says it in the description on the Universal website that um, join Hagrid for the, the a lesson in the care of magical creatures. and It yeah. just happens to be a hippogriff lesson that day. Um, Interesting. And you go to the stable. And I think, like, I've always thought of this as kind of uh, the more grown-up version of Flight of the Hippogriff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they, they do play it off as something like that, but then something goes wrong. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> so... Like that's I think that's how it's I don't know if it's gonna be named that way, but I think that's the plot anyway of how it starts mm-hmm. yeah that's my that's my idea anyway you know it's like there's the little kid version and here's the big kid version
0: yeah good good point and 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 also like also the queue like we don't know what's going on with the queue which is similar very very interest excuse me very interesting um and and I, I want to tie this in a little bit also with information because there's been a lot of discussion recently on well, why doesn't Universal announce anything? Why are they, you know, why are they quiet? Why don't they announce things five years out like Disney does? Why don't they do this or this or this?
1: <laughs> they and, both could, you know, come toward the middle. Yeah. I'd be happy. Yeah, exactly. One is way too early and one is way too late.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's just kind of interesting to see, you know, it, why we don't know much about this project and you know, people are booking vacations. You know, for next year, they're they're starting to look into you know spring timeframe next year. So, mm-hmm. like, I understand that you don't you want to find an appropriate time to announce this project, but w- w- I, I just don't know when they're going to do it because like they an, they announced Potter like three or four years before it was opening. But Well, that hurt them. That yeah. actually
1: the first hogs me that that hurt them a lot. And then the second one with Diagon, they opened the land, but they had huge issues with the ride system. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if there's a little bit I mean, it's intimate. Maybe they're just a little bit worried that they're gonna have yeah, you know, look at um look at the the SeaWorld right now with mm-hmm. Infinity Falls. Like if they had something like that and they're like, We're gonna be open for the summer and they're not gonna be open for the summer. <laughs> You know, well, maybe Universal's a little weary and they want to make sure that they can test before they really announce.
0: Yeah, and um another example being, you know, Falcon's Fury was just down from oh, extended yeah. downtime. And that thing was delayed also. <laughs> so
1: Yeah, yeah. So between Green Gots and the uh, Sea World and Bush Gardens scares, you know, I think maybe they're just being extra cautious or maybe they're waiting till the celebration of Harry Potter. I don't know. That's always what everyone says. It's what they said last year. It's what they'll say this year. Like, yeah. well, maybe at the celebration of Harry Potter. And then when they don't announce anything there, they'll be like, well, maybe when, uh, as we get closer to Star Wars or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah. When- I- yeah, I-, I was thinking that it may be something along, like, I I think they have seasons for announcements. Like, you never really hear, like, Transformers, for example, is a great example of something <laughs> they literally had building, <laughs> and it was very clear what it was, and they just didn't announce it until after halloween horror nights so i always and kind of
1: kong kong was almost kong was they they had the the, the bear walls and then when they changed it to the uh, skull walls and they had uh the entire skull island uh facade done uh some people are like so what are you building are you gonna announce this and they're like okay i guess we'll announce it now that we've it's done <laughs> yeah and diagon and diagon alley was announced
0: when they started doing the exterior work for london Mm-hmm. So it's like almost like they have to wait to the last absolute minute, and then they share just a little bit of info. And that's it.
1: So, I see some people saying uh, that, uh, look at how the retrack for Dueling Dragons is coming out, or look at the refurb for Dueling Dragons,
0: because <laughs> yeah. they don't even
1: realize it's an entirely new ride.
0: Yeah, I mean, also, I wonder if those people have actually been on Dueling Dragons, but that's yeah. another discussion for another time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting just to kind of see... You know, the discussion of of, of how Universal's moved. Because it's, it, it, I think there's a lot of people who just want Universal to be like Disney. Just be like Disney and everything will be fine. And it's like, well, no, they're not Disney. And when they try to be like Disney, they don't do very well at it. Like, they actually kind of fall on their face when they try to act like Disney. So they've kind of carved out their own niche. So when it comes to things like, you know, announcements, they have their own kind of M.O. And... Yeah, it's just, it's been kind of frustrating to see the online discussion kind of evolve into this weird, well, <laughs> devolve. <you're>, yeah, yeah <laughs> de- devolve almost into, well, p- one project hit a small, sn- hit a snag or maybe happening in another park, everything's doomed.
1: Oh, oh! this Jurassic Park coaster that absolutely no one is supposed to know about, that we just happen to think might be going on, might be delayed for a year, yet no announcement has ever been made, and we don't even know if it's a coaster, That oh, the, the sky is falling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this one rumor that you said isn't uh, going to be as quick as the rumor that we think, so yeah and and
0: I think a lot of these people are also new to the uh, scene in a way, mm-hmm. <laughs> because like I remember when Andy was talking about them putting King Kong where disaster was.
1: yeah, and I'm sure that was one of the early ideas.
0: yeah, and they and they instead they delayed it, upgraded it, and moved it to the other park. And that's kind of one of those situations where you need to like look at it and be like, okay, well, not everything is bad if it doesn't happen exactly like this, and I feel like there are a lot of Disney fans who got interested in Universal because they were actually building new attractions, and now that Disney's building new stuff, they're like, "Well, this is just isn't as interesting as Disney." Well, it's, well, clearly because you're you need to kind of like <laughs> meet us halfway here. Come on,
1: <laughs> you know. Well, that's what I said a few minutes ago on the forum. It's like uh, what Disney's doing now is in reaction to what Universal did eight years ago. Yeah, you know, Pandora is because of Hogsmeade. It's Mm -hmm. not like, oh, Disney's the one doing all this great stuff now. It's just a back and forth that like, oh, well, Star Wars. And apparently the original pitch for Star Wars was nothing like what we're going to get. And it was because of Diagon Alley and that they changed their entire plan. And I think it was what Echo Lake area was going to be Star Wars land. And they're like, this isn't good enough. This isn't big enough. Have you seen Diagon Alley? And they're like, we need to tear down the streets of America and do this right. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think that's and and that's something also is like you know it's a it's a tug it's a a push and a pull between um, between the companies that actually brings out the best in both um, you know finding weaknesses in one company or realizing they need to step up on something so yeah um, I, I guess we can talk about some other projects um, well we, I was
1: gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of things moving from one park to another, Nintendo was kind of my first foray into seeing just how plans can get so close and then change at the last minute. Yeah. Because, you know, I was reporting on the Nintendo stuff and we got the permits and we were like piecing it together with like puzzle pieces and seeing, well, this is going to be Yoshi and this is going to be Donkey Kong. And like everything was so exciting. And it's just the, oh no we're moving to the new park <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: so yeah i mean it got to the point where reportedly you know they weren't ordering uh, basic supplies for the kids zone area anymore because they were ready to there were everyone knew yeah. that it was shutting down so
1: yeah you know those work walls were up around et and they rerouted the queues for the horror nights and uh you know, but when, when those permits didn't get paid, I was like, Oh man, <laughs> the yeah. rumors <rivers> are right. <laughs> yeah. They, they didn't pay the $15,000 filing fee. Uh Oh <laughs> yeah. So that's, I mean, I mean, and Nintendo's great. And I, I, I'm also the,
0: the mind that, you know, Hey, they should have had a Nintendo, you know, ready to go earlier, but like, you know, these things take time and you know, they're getting it net, like in two years in Tokyo. So it's not like it's some massive weight. Um, in comparison. Um, but, you know, we always want things now. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, now. And,
1: yes. And I uh, see a lot of people in Orlando, they're upset. They're like, Hollywood's going to get it first. And it's like, Hollywood never gets anything first. Let them have this one.
0: Yeah, I remember a story that Hollywood – um they were, they were going to make a big announcement at Hollywood, and it turns out they were just showing off the Men in Black vehicles that they were sending to Orlando. <laughs> so, it wasn't, so it wasn't even like the, they were getting Men in Black. It was just like, look at what our other park, the other park is getting. <laughs> you know, the one that just opened a whole second <laughs> whole second gate, you know, so it was like, oh, okay.
1: And, and that's a problem, too, with uh, people pushing for new, 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 more, 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 is that you're going to start losing some of the rides you actually like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know people are complaining right now so much about Back to the Future is gone and Jaws is gone and it's like but then they're also complaining that they're not building anything good and they're not building anything new and it's like I hope you you know if you keep demanding that they build something new I hope you don't mind that they remove the mummy or remove Men in Black or remove E.T. Things that you probably will be like oh they got rid of all the good nostalgia rides you know but so you can't have it both ways yeah
0: and and I, oops, sorry you can go you
1: know, Di- well, Disney's good at, you know, hanging on to the nostalgia rides, and Universal's like nothing sacred. We, we can get rid of whatever we want and build something based on a new franchise. Um, so I would be weary before I go demanding something new every year.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think um, an interesting point that I was trying to bring up, but I wasn't very articulate on the forums was, <laughs> you know, what's this year's, Hot and, you know, oh, it's just, you know, popular. The kids like it, blah, blah, blah. You know, in 10 to 15 years is going to be what people cry over when leaving because, oh, that was nostalgic. That's great. You know, of the new fans, like there's, you know, 10 year old kids now who are going to who are like nostalgic for awesome stuff. So that's kind of how I'm looking at I think.
1: I see people leave comments on my videos on YouTube about, like, no, not Barney. That's my childhood. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not the current child's childhood. Yeah. You know, that Barney is the only show I can think of that actually gets less guests than uh, the the Sinbad show. Yeah, which
0: um, we can I also talk actually, about.
1: <laughs> um, so, like, not only is it a very under... Um, undervisited attraction it's it's not on tv anymore it's not something that new kids are really i mean you can watch it on netflix maybe in reruns i think um but they don't they don't even air it on tv and it's not like dvd sales are as big as they used to be
0: yeah exactly um it's just kind so, of interesting to see just like all the new people come in be nostalgic for things like especially the group of people who are like well universal just has gotten bad and i'm like what like were you around back in the day Cause like oh, I remember, God, I worked
1: there in 2001. I remember it when it was actually bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there was times when, like, and what I like to bring up is like, uh, there's a lot of um, people who are like, well, they got rid of these rides and Fast and the Furious is terrible and Fallon's terrible and Minions are terrible and blah, 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 blah. The only good thing they can do is, is Harry Potter. I wish they still had all this old stuff. It's like, well, remember that they also had the roaming survey people who, like, tried to get you to sign up for third-party surveys in the parks. Mm -hmm. You know, they had the American Express people in each park. You know, those stands that, you know, they tried to sell Blue Man Group tickets and meal plan stuff, that used to be American Express. And they were Uh trying to sell you American Express in the parks. Like, it was... Bad. i wasn't
1: even a fan of the magician um the magic store before it was the prop shop or the other one over at uh, lost continent they they had barkers out front they were like come on in and come and see a free magic, oh, show. I I a free magic, magic mag- show i forgot about the magic show uh, i forgot about that and they were show. like really like they would grab you and pull you inside and then like five minutes into this free magic show they try to sell you magic tricks and it's like oh this is so sleazy i don't want to be in here anymore
0: yeah and and, and also another uh, one that I remember was like, remember the carnival games in lost continent, lost continent. Like that was a thing. <laughs> like it, it's so easy to forget, you know, what these things were. And like, and I'm not saying Universal's perfect now because, you know, they still have a lot of issues, but you know, they made leaps and bounds in quality. Um,
1: yeah. I think is well, over when Blackstone mm-hmm. when Blackstone was in, in charge, um, uh, I think when, when the economic downturn and tourism stopped after 9-11, they fired everyone that was in higher positions and moved bumped up everyone so that they could save money. They got rid of all in-park entertainment, every single meet-and-greet, all characters. They closed down any attraction that was costing too much money. They didn't have replacements for them. I, it was a very sad time, and, like, you could see – that's when people would talk online um, – about how, like, oh, I, I like Disney because they clean their parks. Universal's the dirty park. Oh, yeah. Like, it was, that was a there thing. There was just no money. But yeah, like, they've got grown by such leaps and bounds to a, a world-class resort again, but there was definitely a Dark Ages.
0: Yeah, and I think that's just something people forget, because I swear to God, I've seen people nostalgic for the, for the empty Hercules, you know, building <laughs> instead of Transformers. It's like, come on, really? Or people trying to be like, oh, Fast Food Boulevard, you know? That or or no the international what was it the international food (laughs) Food film
1: Film festival it's It's just just the worst Chinese food in the world yeah that's the kind of point
0: when you just go like dude shut up you have no idea what you're talking about you're just if you actually missed
1: that. Same food at uh, Comic Strip Cafe. Same there, you food.
0: Go. there you go. Just go over there. And then once that's from – but I bet you that same person complains about the food quality at Com- Comic Strip Cafe.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you can't watch Jaws in uh, Japanese at Comic Strip Cafe. Good so point. that's the difference.
0: Uh, okay. There we they go. they had the
1: TVs. They had the CRT monitors that were showing uh, tr- movie trailers in different languages.
0: I never, uh, I never ate there or went in there. So I'm luckily uh, – I'm I'm not exposed to that darkness.
1: <laughs> I, my go-to is I love bad theme park ch- Chinese food, so I actually went in there a lot. Oh, jeez. Like I said, just go to Comic Shop Cafe if you want bad Chinese food in the parks.
0: Yeah, um, it's yeah,
1: and I'm I'm trying to figure
0: out where we want to go after this, but like um, in for well, conversation-wise. Oh yeah, Sinbad. Let's let's talk about Sinbad a little bit.
1: Yeah, uh, that was uh, all of a sudden. <laughs> I yeah. mean. Uh, it's a long time coming, but it happened all of a sudden.
0: I mean, that's kind of how all things are, right? Like, it's a long time coming, and then it just happens real quickly. Um, yeah, I, yeah, do you want to share some of the info you have on that? Um, I know that I, I just kind of want to give you some of the credit for, you know, sharing some <laughs> b- more more information that can, you know, give people an idea of what's going on.
1: Well, um, what's weird is before that happened... I heard from a couple people that there was going to be some penny pinching, that there was going to be some cuts. That um, even Andy made a comment about the uh, Jurassic Park thing maybe being pushed back a year. There was the, you could sense something was going on, uh, that things were. Um, and it's you know I can it makes sense if you're trying to convince uh, a board or uh, Comcast executives that you want to build an entirely new resort and theme park. I'm sure that you got to cut costs somewhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and that's, that, that was my first thing is like, well, you know what, they're probably just going to start saying, and then that, the the morning of someone's like, there's a mandatory meeting tonight. And then I heard from a a friend who, um, used to work on the show and they're like that, that mandatory meeting that's going to be the end of the show. And everyone knows it. Um, and it's unfortunate, but even the actors themselves said that they knew that their days are limited on this. Mm -hmm. Because they just—it's an empty theater most of the time. They they only get like five hundred people a show. Uh, They only do three shows a day. So they're, you know, they're setting people on fire and falling three stories into water for five hundred people. It just doesn't seem like it's worth it to Mm -hmm. to spend the money.
0: Yeah, and 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 from that angle, um, which is interesting because you brought up you know how many guests are in there and like that's a very large theater, like that can like two to three thousand people. So you're playing to audiences of you know. A quarter or less of the theater itself
1: yeah it's really like when fear factor the one that we're like why is this still open is getting four times as many uh people in the seats per show uh, you, you you know something's wrong with your show
0: yeah, exactly. Or, I mean, it, it doesn't help also that fear factor is, like, right there and next to the mm-hmm. hottest thing in Orlando <laughs>
1: versus – I mean, Sims. this is right next to Hogsmeade. Oh, that's a know? good point. That's a good point. But but also, like – I mean, they're both in similar positions. Yeah, it's setback. I, yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah, it's setback, but <laughs> – They need to get those magician barkers out there. Come on <laughs> in. It's a free stunt show. Come on in. <laughs> you see, then
0: you don't have to cut costs because then you start selling the people stuff halfway through the show.
1: That's right. <laughs>
0: Just like the old magic show. There we go. Perfect.
1: We have this magic staff. It shoots sparks.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, Sinbad's closing. It doesn't seem like
1: they have any replacement for it. No, they haven't even put it in. Like, at least with Terminator, they put that little um, message on the official website page. Like, there was no blog announcement for Terminator. It just, like, one day there was a little message on the, the official website that said that this show will have its last showings and blah, blah, blah. Like, this one, Attractions Magazine and Orlando Informer had to reach out for comment because it was never confirmed from Universal. We only heard it from the actors. Yeah. So, and they still haven't announced it. They still haven't said it's closing. So, like, it's one thing to, like, make a big deal about Bill and Ted's uh, final farewell tour and sell merchandise. But when they don't even want to let us know that Sinbad's going away, you know, you got a stinker here. I don't know.
0: Yeah, which is real weird weird because I know the unofficial guide. Uh, they used to have a really. They used to. Uh, they have to like you know check on shows every few years. So they compared it to a, a colonoscopy. It's like, well,
1: I gotta go. To, gotta go do Sinbad this time. It's <laughs> time for the annual Sinbad viewing. Yeah, exactly. So I haven't that, seen it since they uh, retooled it um, in 2015. Uh, which I, all I heard is they they've shortened it. I've never seen
0: it. Never had any need to. Oh, really? Never wanted to. Yeah, I just. Not my thing. And I I mean, I'm just not really a show guy necessarily. Plus, um, it just, I've always heard it was bad.
1: And I have other things I can do in the park. So. See, I really like stunt shows. I like mm -hmm. um, the Wild, Wild, Wild West stunt show was like my favorite show. Now it's a horror makeup show. But back in the day, like, because there was a lot of shows at yeah. Universal back in the day. Um, the Wild West stunt show was amazing. I, I love the pretense that it would start off like, we're the Universal stunt crew and like, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, like, uh, some cow folk would come out and be like, you're on our stage. And then it would turn into an actual narrative, but <laughs> it would still be starring stunt people. And it was just really fun. And then this one, it's supposed to be like, hey, there's Sinbad. Like, we're, I guess, we're in a cave, but then every once in a while they, they talk to us. So. It's like they're breaking the fourth wall, but they don't have a reason to break the fourth wall. Yeah. Whereas the Wild West stunt show, we knew we were there for a stunt show, and they knew we were there for a stunt show, but they were just kind of crashing the party. So yeah. they were allowed to interact with us. This one, they interact with us, and I don't know why Kebab knows the lyrics to a Britney Spears song when this <laughs> takes place hundreds of years ago. It doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a little, um, little anachronistic or whatever the word is, where it's out of time in a way.
1: Uh, yeah, it's just dis- disjointed, cheesy 90s jokes. And the stunts are good, but they're separated by su- stuff that is too cheesy for even kids to really enjoy.
0: Which is saying quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's like I – and there's been a discussion about like, well, you shouldn't close an attraction without having a replacement, which I agree with. And, you know, the the other response being, well, if it's bad, you know, they should have made a good attraction to begin with, blah, 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 blah. Um. It's just I don't I don't know it's hard to really separate this closure with away from the universal doom and gloom narrative that's been popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I just it's adding fuel to the fire for the people the
0: Yeah,
1: the, the naysayers.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's you know like universal like yeah, it's it's just so weird to see this because I feel like there's no perspective in the community. So it's very much a everything is doomed, we're all doomed. There can't be any positivity. (laughs) I
1: I don't know how many times I can say it only gets 1,600 people a day. Yeah. That's not even that great per hour for an attraction at a theme park, let alone an entire day.
0: Yeah. And it's just
1: not worth it. it. Being sitting there empty is barely different than being open.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of where. I guess we're at, and people just you know they hear penny pinching and they think, oh God, everything's terrible and everything's burning to the ground, and it's it's not. <laughs> it's just
1: well, if they're going to cut costs somewhere, I would much rather have um, the new cinematic celebration playing nearly every night than mm-hmm. um, keep Sinbad open for the you know several hundred people that watch it a day. I'd much rather have the new thing, you know that that they put time and effort into than the old thing that they've slowly been taking away from anyway.
0: Yeah. And, and talking about cinematic celebration, what was interesting is, you know, people are like, well, there's nothing in the pipeline for universal after the Potter coaster and T2, which is something I'd like to remember to remind them is like, you know, that cinematic celebration that, you know, is nine month turnaround. Like they greenlit that thing in the fall and they had that ready for the summer. Like, A lot of times people are just like, well, there's nothing coming in the future. And it's just like, well, they haven't done anything yet. They that was supposed
1: minute. to be half a year later. The only reason they did it early is because they, the, the barges got destroyed from the hurricane. And they're like, well, I guess we'll just do this now. And they bumped it up. Like, this isn't something getting put off. That was something coming out earlier than they originally yeah. planned. Exactly. You know, so they, they worked hard and they got that done. It's not for anyone saying that they're not doing anything. They're clearly not looking at BioReconstruct's aerial uh, photography of an entirely new, like, 600-acre plot that's been clearly cleared you know if you missed the giant uh, future expansion that they're working on then you're missing the whole point
0: yeah and and that's kind of what's crazy to me um especially you know when you, i mean you have disney you have star wars land which is going to be absolutely fantastic i'm looking forward to that um and you know disney's adding a lot of stuff um and, and you know they have a lot of cool projects coming up but it's just so it's just it's such a weird discussion to have of Disney's building stuff, but Universal isn't, or you know that kind of thing. Where it's just like, it's just so weird. It is just so bizarre. It's like Bizarro World,
1: you know. <laughs> they just built an entire water park. Like that's still like the the paint is still drying on this water park. It's been open uh, a year and a couple months, and they're like, they just haven't done anything. They they built like six new hotels. I've built a, a, an entire water park and uh, a new ride every year, sometimes two rides a year. But they're, they're not doing enough, apparently.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a moving um, – they're, they're, they're moving the goalposts a lot. Well, it's like, well, they're just not doing anything. Well, they've done this. Oh, well – we're not counting restaurants. Okay. Well, what about this? Oh, well, that was the, this, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, they're just kind of moving the goalposts all the time. And that's just been, you know, infuriating and just really bizarre discussion where, you know, we could be talking about a lot of things and we're just Terminator talking about Terminator 2 has been
1: closed for two years already, right? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, what the hell are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's not even close. And, you know, I, I have to say, I always defend the, uh, the, the Born show thing. Um, I'm sure because I I, you've seen all the the making of specials for Terminator 2. They built like a a fake set in a big soundstage somewhere and they like got it all worked out. And then they filmed the screens to mix into the the stunt work. And then they did all the sound and everything like the show is probably being produced just because they're not, you know, building the set yet doesn't mean that they're not producing the show. Yeah, they're, and, they're working on this project.
0: Yeah, and I but then you know people respond back by saying, "Well, T2 should just be running while they're doing it." Well, that that's yeah, not yeah. possible sometimes, that you know.
1: screen was so bad. That screen, they were getting a lot of complaints from the blurry 3D and it wasn't worth the money to replace a screen that was going to be torn down.
0: Yeah, it and just it, wasn't worth it. Yeah, and I mean, that's probably wise that they knew. But then you get people complaining about, well, Universal used to be so good with Upkeep, and now they're terrible at it or something. You know, it's just oh, so God. bizarre. It was so bizarre. Such a weird discussion. Um, Yeah, but anyways, enough about us complaining about other people complaining.
1: <laughs> so, Fantastic Worlds.
0: Yeah, Fantastic Worlds. Let's talk about this a little bit. So, it, 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 I'm calling it Fantastic Worlds because I think that is the name. It makes sense. You can if we call
1: it that enough, they won't go with a different one, you know? They won't ch- change it to, like, Cinemagic or something dumb. If we just call it Fantastic Worlds, they'll stick with it, right? I think that's That's my theory. That
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. I really like... Because um, I like it, too. Yeah, it's a good name. It works with Islands of Adventure um, a lot mm-hmm. because, um, first of all, you have a lot of Universal stuff that has the name World in it. Um, oh, yeah. So, so that's something Super you can... For
1: Nintendo World... The yeah. Wizarding World, Jurassic World. How about World of DreamWorks? I'm going to coin that right now. Look yeah. at that.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking is like, well, you could – it kind of designs slash um, kind of narrates itself a little bit where you call it Fantastic Worlds and you have all these worlds of properties. So like, oh, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Just like how you had islands, you know, in Islands of Adventure and how that was a aesthetic of, well – it's an adventurer's, you know, exploring, you know, with the port of entry and everything. So that's kind of how I can I can see them justifying putting all these things together. And that's just an interesting way to do the park. And um, if you call
1: it Universal's Fantastic Worlds, it it uh, abbreviates as UFW, and I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's important to me that abbreviations are good.
0: Yeah. Very Uf- important. UFW kind of, eh, yeah, I guess that's good. Um, see, you're
1: already used to it. it didn't take yeah, long. Yeah,
0: UFW. Yeah, that works. Um so uh, it sounds like for that park, we're going to be definitely getting DreamWorks and uh, it sounds like Nintendo, correct?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's those are the two definites. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't even know what DreamWorks because they might put some DreamWorks in uh, Islands of Adventure. Um, they might put some DreamWorks in Universal Studios. You know, they got Trolls. They got How to Train Your Dragon. Um, hopefully an actually good Shrek ride I would be all for. Mm-hmm. You know, people get nostalgic about don't get rid of Shrek 4D. And it's like just buy the DVD. It's on there. <laughs> you don't need it. Um, I'd much rather have a Shrek attraction or a ride or something that's, you know, rewritable and not just a 15-minute special feature on a DVD.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and it was on Netflix for a while. So you could be in Universal it was Studios. On Nickelodeon. You could, you could, well, I'm saying is you could be in Universal Studios Florida waiting for a yes. ride and then and see watch that it on attraction. Your phone. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, what else? What did I miss? Uh, Kung Fu Panda. Mm-hmm. Um, if if they did just Kung Fu Panda and How to Train Your Dragon in the new park, that would be a massive land. Just those two alone, um, the two aesthetics like butted up against each other would be like, that would be an amazing fantasy land. Mm -hmm. You know, like the new fantasy land where it's like the the forest, um, the enchanted forest behind the castle. Like I would love to see something as in-depth as uh, the DreamWorks properties like fleshed out like that and Mm -hmm. not just a little DreamWorks theater, no offense, but something (laughs) really lived in, something big.
0: Yeah, and I—I I mean, I'm not the hugest Shrek fan in the world, but you know, the actual land in Singapore, you know, is a fully realized you know thing, and it's—it's yeah. it's pretty if good. They had a
1: better show inside that building. It looks beautiful.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it was mostly a just, kiddie
1: coaster and um, and Shrek 4D, but the way that it has, they built up the whole castle in the whole Far Far Away. It looks beautiful.
0: Yeah. Um, So I I think that would be great for DreamWorks, and I've always been a proponent of them like basically trying to create a cross-section of what's in all the parks. Uh. So my theory was always you have Potter in the existing parks, you have Nintendo in the new park and one of the existing parks, and then DreamWorks in Mm -hmm. the new park and one of the existing parks. And I was thinking you could just do that with studios. and. And then then you would put like Zelda or something into Islands of Adventure. I I just thought, I always thought that thing where if you enjoy at least two of the properties, you have to go to all the parks is an an interesting way to build um, that resort up.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, it's possible they could do like a a world of monsters. And um, one part of that could be classic universal monsters. One part of it could be uh, modern science fiction monsters and like, These worlds, we call them worlds, but instead of them being like islands of adventure lands, I've been comparing it to the original Lost Continent because the original Lost Continent had three lands within it. Mm -hmm. Like it had um, the Bazaar in the middle, it had Merlinwood, and it had the Lost Temple or whatever they call it. Like they were, they even have names for the lands within the Lost Continent. So I think that is a better example of what the worlds would be like at Fantastic Worlds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, know, I think, you could see three different DreamWorks properties within the the one land.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good comparison. It is like you you'll have this area where you can like and 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 it sounds like you won't have the same amount of places like um, Islands of Adventure has. Like you're not going to have the 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 number of desperate elements, but you'll have you know at least three or four. Massive areas that you know span quite a lot of content. I guess the right, exactly,
1: right. And by having you know three or four worlds, and then inside of them three or four lands, I think um, you you end up with a almost like mini theme parks within the parks, which is what everyone was calling the Harry Potter thing. It's like a theme park within a park. Like maybe this is actually a theme park within a park. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Harry Potter, you think Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them will find their their way into the Fantastic World?
0: I have no idea. I don't know any. I, I I'm clueless about what's going on with Fantastic Beasts. I'm really kind of clueless. I don't know at all um, if they're going to do anything because I, I cause the, like the first movie was good and it, it, it you know it got a reception. But is there any legs to it? Like, I think they won't make a decision until um, this winter once they see how the second movie goes.
1: Well, there's rumors that the Globus Mundi store that's being opening, that's opening in uh, Diagon Alley mm-hmm. is actually going to be first mentioned in the new uh, Fantastic Beasts movie because he's traveling. He's going to go to a travel agent. Mm-hmm. Um, and like this is something that exists still today, but also existed 80 years ago or whatever when this movie took place. Mm-hmm. So like they're still – planning on expanding i think the wizarding world to can to like to, they're fleshing it out with more things whether it be something they build in the parks first that then goes into the movies like the the three broomsticks i think was built in the parks first and then that design influenced the way it looked in the movie mm-hmm. um maybe globus monday is something that the like <laughs> jk rowling's like hey put a sign for this i'm gonna put in a movie in six years but like, yeah. she just knew <laughs> yeah um and the, the the idea that each movie takes place in a different country for a different wizarding uh, ministry is interesting because you could do a world uh, for Fantastic Beasts and actually include multiple Ministry of Magics mm-hmm. um, or a ride that somehow goes through all of the different countries of the films. Because um, like, it, it's going to be an all-encompassing – it's going to be a big story. It, we just only saw one movie so far. So, and whether or not the movies are good, there's already people cosplaying as new. Like, there's already love for all these creatures. Mm -hmm. So, I'm sure a land would still be successful. I mean, Pandora is successful, and people supposedly hate the Avatar movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, good point. I mean,
0: uh, and plus, you know, you have, you know, merch sales that'll definitely take off with, you know, the beasts and everything, as you mentioned. So.
1: I, mean, I I'd buy anything from that bakery from the end of the movie. That stuff's so cute.
0: Good point. Yeah, there you go. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'd like to see it, but I still have a hard time of figuring out what kind of an attraction would be. Like, maybe that's what the Ministry of Magic attraction is. It's actually going right. to be and that instead. That's, the,
1: that's a theory that people have been saying, like, that's why Fear Factor hasn't closed, is that, like, they put that idea... On the shelf for the new park, and it's going to be based on the new movies, because the ministry in each country is kind of like an important element of the story. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we just don't know because, you know, (laughs) nothing's been sent to contractors and nothing's leaked and it's all coming from from inside the house in a or way or
1: this is the first time that they've ever kept all the secrets yeah <laughs> <laughs> somehow they're building it and no one talking about it. yeah exactly I, I doubt that's the case we'll see in six months i give it six months before we start to actually get some information because yeah they gotta make some decisions soon um they, they're they're building trailers right now for construction on this park um once those trailers are built they're gonna have to permit for the next structures and you know uh, it might be parking garages, but the ones after that, I bet you will be something interesting.
0: Yeah, and we, and I mean, I, they probably have Nintendo down pat. They probably have some original concepts down pat. They probably like an entryway, but it's sort of like juggling. You know, okay, well, what, yeah, goes, here, what goes here? What goes here? They switching them
1: around. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> and 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 it's just kind of bizarre and weird in a way. And it just kind of it's it's driving it's driving everyone batty. Um, whether whether it be you know they're not doing anything which you know we've covered that part or why don't they announce things early enough which you know that was that whole entire
1: they don't know what they're doing
0: (laughs) yeah and also they got burned by announcing stuff too early in the past yeah yeah um so
1: definitely is their their new mo is (laughs) to to wait and see because we don't want people to cancel their vacations
0: yeah or or um I, i think it's less about canceling vacations because um, I still think people. Go, I think one of the things that uh, discussions were made was uh, well, people are planning their vacations for like 2021 and 2022. It's like if you're planning that far out, you're just going no matter what, like no, <laughs> like you've already made your mind up. Um, nobody, no people plan vacations based on what's in the parks now, not what's going to be in the parks. You know, three or four years from now, like yeah. now is when they're starting to plan stuff for. You know. Now is the time when people are starting to talk about, okay, what are we gonna book for, you know, Star Wars land opening, not, you know, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: things that are opening years and years later. Um, and 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 that's just kind of always thrown me for a loop of of, well, I like I want it to be announced, so otherwise it's a bad business decision if it's not announced. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> so
1: yeah, I, I'm excited for the the Mickey Mouse ride, but I don't think that there's been that much hoopla about that the way that there has been for Star Wars.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, um, so even within Disney, there's, you know, they, they pick which ones they push too.
0: Yeah, in, in odd ways sometimes too, like just real bizarre. <laughs> like, I don't know why they tried to make Toy Story Land bigger than it actually was, for example.
1: Well, I know every kind of dessert that's going to be at the not-so-scary uh, <laughs> Halloween party because there's a thousand different blog posts on the Disney Parks blog about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but not enough about the but wiki attraction. It,
1: but I have no idea when the new Circle Vision uh, is coming to China.
0: Yeah, good point. That was supposed to come, wasn't it? I thought, mm-hmm. that, I thought that opened already. Weird.
1: No. No, Uh-oh. it was supposed to be seamless, too. I'm excited for a seamless 360. And um, that was in like the uh, information dump of all the different things that were coming, like the theater in Main Street, which slowly got removed from the website. Mm-hmm. So... You know, that's the downside to announcing so much at once is that they were just throwing stuff. They're like, we're going to do something Marvel at California Adventure or like until then, here's like a sewer manhole that's just going to be behind the the old Tower of Terror. And um, we until we figure out what we're building here, we're just going to keep saying Marvel's coming. So people could like say, well, it's a failure. Disney's a failure because California Adventure hasn't opened all those Marvel rides yet.
0: Yeah, or if they ever get a Marvel ride, which is what I'm hearing, is that they're not actually going to have any attractions. It's just going to be meet and greets and food and such, which is... Well, that's
1: what they have now, besides yeah. the uh, mission breakout. It's yeah. just a bunch of meet and greets.
0: Yeah. Um, but but also another thing is, you know, when you announce things too early, you run the risk of people going there for that thing, thinking it's open, too. And then all you end up is with is, uh, guest complaints.
1: Well, and I think Nintendo, the actual Nintendo Corporation, is the one that pushed for the partnership uh, announcement early as they did. And now people are like, uh, well, clearly they're not building Nintendo because it's not open yet.
0: Yeah, and I, I think, yeah, just as they announced it early, I think that's the same thing that happened with uh, Pandora they, when they announced it early because
1: mm-hmm. the,
0: the problem was, you know, Fox had a bad quarter. Well, you, well we have this agreement with you guys Um, let's, we're announcing it now because we need to make it look like we're actually using our assets and we're not, and we don't want people questioning, you know, why we have one of the most, you know, one of the highest grossing movies of all time. What are we doing with it? You know? So I think that's probably, that, that probably played the Nintendo thing. That was when they started, I think that announcement came right around the time they were like, oh, we're going to do mobile games and everything because. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Wii U was sold like five units and you know, all that jazz. Um, (laughs)
1: Right. They had to. We're gonna let people make movies again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was. It's that. It was that kind of thing, um, which is just so weird. Uh, I'm trying to think. Is there any other any other big projects going on right now that we want to discuss or things of that nature. Like any remo- rumors and removals. It, it sounds like anything that's going on with Shrek is on hold. Also, because there was a big yeah. rumor that was going to be um, dead or that was going to be dead sooner than later.
1: Well, yeah, I think it was supposed to. Um It was supposed to close in May. I mean, it was supposed to close two years ago. It was supposed to close last year. And then it was supposed to close this May. Um, And at the last minute, they, for whatever reason, decided not to close it. And they they put that 10th uh, Halloween Horror Nights house in there which mm-hmm. wasn't planned. They were going to do nine. The first press release said nine houses. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like more houses than ever. We're adding a 10th house. And they didn't even know what house it was going to be when they said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we know Shrek is not going anywhere until at least after Halloween Horror Nights. But I wouldn't be surprised if Shrek isn't going anywhere until after a new park starts building because they, they're they picking their battles now and we might see a secret life of pets ride open up in hollywood because they're not getting an entirely new theme park you know they mm-hmm. they're working on their theme park and we're getting an entirely new one so we might not get much at universal studios florida for a little while
0: yeah possibly i mean we just we just don't know yet um it's just kind of all it, yeah, it's, it's everything... not like
1: we didn't get anything the last seven years or whatever, you know. Yeah, eight it's not years. like we didn't get an entire Simpsons land or uh, Transformers, Diagon Alley, Jimmy Fallon, uh, Fast and Furious, the the new nighttime show,
0: like two um, nighttime shows.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, and the entirely new holiday parade that was a huge undertaking,
0: and the new um, and, and, really... and the and the Potter nighttime stuff too. I forgot about that. Yeah,
1: so. You know, it's the just the Universal Studios Florida alone. The one they're like, oh well, all that stuff's not going to come because they're building the new park. And it's like I wouldn't mind if they took a break because I don't want them to close Men in Black. <laughs> like I'm yeah. afraid they're going to start closing rides I like.
0: Good point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just just it's just been absolutely interesting uh, to see what's been going on because you know you hear something and then it changes and yeah, I've God, it's just so weird right now. It is so weird. Oh.
1: So the other big project would be the yeah. Jurassic Park changes, um, yeah. which, while there might be a big um, River Adventure overhaul in the future, it's still up in the air whether or not it's being rebranded as Jurassic World. And they might be playing wait and see to see how the the Jurassic World uh, changes goes over in Hollywood before they redo ours. And they might decide, you know, you know what, we'll just we'll redo it. We'll add some new dinosaurs. We'll take away the Ultrasaur, which looks pathetic, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll keep it Jurassic Park. It's, it's entirely possible that they haven't decided yet because um, all the r- initial rumors were Jurassic World was going to the new park with like some kind of Mosasaur attraction and a gyrosphere ride. Mm-hmm. And if they just rebranded the Jurassic Park at Islands Adventure to Jurassic World, there wouldn't be a gyrosphere ride. There would just be um, the ride that's there now rebranded. So I think by putting it off a year, maybe they're still not even sure. Um, and the rumor was that they were building a roller coaster Uh, Which would take, uh, which would load in the Triceratops encounter plot and go out in front of the lagoon Mm -hmm. and then come back and unload back at the Triceratops encounter. And to the point where um, I heard word from uh, someone who talked to uh, electricians who were rewiring the games area because they're moving the games to put the raptor encounter over there. Like that's how close this project was getting that they were going to move the raptor encounter after the summer season and they still might into um it would go into the extended queue for river adventure Mm -hmm. uh one of the the, one of the offshoots to the right when you enter and then the entrance would be where two of the games are on the left so they would lose some of the games they would make an entrance there'd be raptor encounter i think that's actually a good idea to do anyway because raptor encounter is kind of (laughs) hidden off to the side and this way it would be like jurassic park river adventure raptor encounter right next to each other i like that idea um but i don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if the roller coaster or whatever it is, is going to be pushed off a year. I don't know if it's going to be Jurassic World or Jurassic Park. Uh, It's all up in the air. But it's interesting to know that they're still thinking of big changes for the park, even though they're also working on a big new park. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like I I heard about this Jurassic Park coaster. I heard, you know, hey, it's going to do this, this and this, Um, you know, those sorts of things. But yeah, and then it just kind of disappeared very much like Nintendo, where things just got real quiet real quick on it. Like everything was happening until nothing was happening. And it wasn't like they were trying to catch a leaker or something because they were doing actual work, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so. the only reason um, I caught wind of it is uh, someone noticed that they were moving all the props out of the Triceratops encounter. Uh, and then, lo and behold, they showed up in the prop shop. So if mm-hmm. you want a big bag of dino chow, you know, it's 200 <laughs> bucks. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and I was like, okay, there's something to this. And then uh, we found the the, the the little markers, the survey markers in front of the thing, in front of the visitor center. So it's it's like, okay, so they're definitely planning something going on here. Um, there was like a, one of the trees had a ribbon tied around it, which is like one of the first things we saw at Dueling Dragons before they closed that. Mm-hmm. So it's like this tree is to be saved and we're going to cut down all the other trees. So, you know, they're definitely starting work and they still are. There's still, there's green, um, construction walls around the Triceratops encounter. And as recent as uh, a week and a half ago, they were still clearing out a lot of the uh, stuff in that Triceratops encounter. So I think even if the actual building of a new attraction has been put on hold, they, they already, (laughs) they already have contracts out there to demolish what was left of Triceratops. So that's interesting. At least they'll be ready for whenever they're going to build something.
0: Yeah. Um I'm trying to think if there's any anything else you want to talk about. We were hitting about the hour mark now and I don't want to keep it too long. <laughs>
1: um I don't know. Disney's got lots of cool stuff coming. Yeah, they I <laughs> Are mean I, excited for the, the 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 two coasters they're building.
0: Um uh, I'm mixed. Like I think uh Tron it's I'm not a huge fan of the, the vehicle design of Tron. Mm-hmm. So and, and also it's just it's an, another issue I have with some of the Disney coasters is that they end up being just a bunch of helixes, and I feel mm-hmm. like that's what the Tron coaster is—it's just a bunch of helixes. Because um, I mean, that's kind of Nothing my. Nothing can it.
1: beat Everest though. Everest is the helix. Uh, it's to make it. Do you know it's a hidden Mickey? If you look at the uh, Everest from above, it's a hidden <laughs> Mickey. It's got two ears. That's why it's got so many circles. Oh. <laughs> but so, yeah, that, It feels like that whole ride is just going in a circle.
0: Yeah, no, that's all it is. And that's why it... it so that's my my issue with um, Everest. And I, that's why I'm worried about Tron. I just mm-hmm. think uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, is going to be a better pure coaster. It just does not fit in that park at all. And I don't know what they're going to do <laughs> with all these things with James Gunn going around. So because they were supposed personally? to personally they were filming personally? that yeah
1: sorry oh yeah no no well i was going to say as long as there's a rocket raccoon animatronic like at Mission Breakout i'm fine cuz i'm so jealous it's so cute He's yeah. just so cute
0: <laughs> yeah i was i was thinking like you know <laughs> That's the all James, I want. yeah i was thinking you know they were going to um, they still haven't announced a director replace James Gunn for the movies and they were supposed to film for the attraction concurrently with the yeah. movie so it's sort of like okay so what's going on guys is you know our is this gonna? I mean, is this gonna be delayed, or is it gonna be? Who knows now.
1: It's one of those things where really the script is what matters because the filming for Mission Breakout is just a you know, steady shot of them in a cage. Like there's no artistic merit to the shot selection in uh, Mission Breakout, so I think it, it comes down to the writing of the characters more than it does the director. and he's the voice of those characters. So I think that'll be the loss is that he's the writer and they're using his script for the new movie. Um, but capturing the voice of the characters, I think is more important than the actual direction of the, the projects. Um, and I'm sure they already have an idea of what this, like I, I couldn't be any worse than the uh, show at Epcot for the summer. It's like, uh, it's funny to me that, um, star Lord, what's his name? Um, who visited Epcot when he was four? It's mm-hmm. amazing that he would come back to Earth uh, as part of a, an exchange, uh, a cultural exchange program, and not like look up his father. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like he's. Just, he, I'm just here to dance and have some fun. But you know, also maybe I should go have a you know cheeseburger at McDonald's because I haven't been here since I was a child. But no, I'm going to go to Epcot and just dance. Yeah, like, the, the pretenses of these stories are strange because they're missing a, a giant like plot element that he hasn't been to earth in a long time. And uh, there's probably some things on his to-do list. he might want to do first before he uh, dances at a cultural exchange program.
0: Yeah. And also like, it's just, it's, Oh my God. Just like the cultural exchange program. Like guys, you're like, maybe it doesn't belong in this park. If you have to go through so many hoops, like it's so weird.
1: I, I wish they just like put up a screen and say, like, these are hologram projections from space and they are dancing for our enjoyment, but they are not here. Like I, the idea that he's on Earth and not looking up his father is making me sad. <laughs> 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 just making me sad. Like, you have more important things to do right now.
0: <laughs> Epcot's not that good. <laughs> yeah, Ep- yeah. Oh, man. It's so weird. Yeah. It's jeez. Oh, I'm, I'm just getting sad thinking about it. Um, what do you think
1: of Wonders of Life is going to be? It's not a festival center, and they're promising to open it. it, What's it going to be inside? I have no clue. I don't have any idea what
0: that would possibly be. Do you know what it could be? It literally could just be them... Putting some interventions exhibits in there while they tear down the uh, middle area. Ding,
1: ding, ding, ding. I yeah. think that's it. I think you got it right on the nail on the head because they're going to tear down whatever and build that grassy park that everyone claims is, uh, well, if they drew it in a picture for Blue Sky, it must be true. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But if they do demolish those buildings, which need to be gutted and uh, like they need new um, electrical and everything anyway, so it might be easier just to start over. If they do tear them down, I would love to see... Uh, a technology um, expo mm-hmm. in the Wonders of Life pavilion. I mean, it looks cool. It's a big dome. Put some technology in there. Get some sponsors. Get Elon Musk to sponsor something and show off some new technology.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Is like, I don't. It's not going to be Wakanda for crying out loud. They don't have the rights to that. Um, they're not going to reopen <laughs> Wonders of Life itself. You know, Body Wars is pretty much gone after i like body wars
1: but for everyone talking about how much like uh, they miss the wonders of life pavilion i don't think they remember how lame it was Or, or <laughs> like it, cranium it went, command was cheesy snl jokes with snl players that weren't even on snl anymore when they did it like yeah. it was already outdated the year it came out
0: yeah it was real bad um, we're here to pump your yeah. blood <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I I think, like, and I liked Cranium Command, but the problem is, like, yeah, it was, it's, ugh, ugh. like, and also, like, you know, those things haven't moved in decade, like, in over a decade. Yeah. Those, you just can't flip the switch and everything's fine now. You'd have to do complete rebuilding of all those attractions. So, they're not just going to open Wonders of Life again. But, you know, a technology, you know, in, putting interventions in there, you know, with new exhibits because you're going to have to tear everything down is not a half bad idea.
1: Yeah. And, and, um, you know, maybe a small theater or whatever, something for, um, uh, rotating shows. I, I was going to say about body wars. Uh, I spoke to some people that worked there. Um, they would have one or no people on the body wars on the the last few months because no one cared. Like even, uh, like it's just, even star Wars had to redo, star tours had to redo it to get people interested again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think body wars, uh, as wonderful as a filmmaker as Leonard Nimoy is uh, it just wasn't it didn't have the draw as something and maybe it just because it didn't have an IP or maybe because you spend it's just gross and you're inside a body and most of it's just rocking back and forth as you like float along it's mm-hmm. just nauseating like to 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 look back and be like oh man Body Wars I miss it so much like no nah, I don't I don't think you would it's just like Sinbad's. like oh man I can't believe they're closing that it's like if you loved it you should have gone and seen it because there's no one watching that show.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was on another forum and I saw people lamenting the closure of Sinbad as if it was some sort of great attraction. And I'm just like, Whoa. I literally posted the um, the Will Ferrell um, uh, in Zoolander, am I taking crazy pills gif there. I'm like, <laughs> universally exactly. regarded as one of the worst attractions in Orlando. And people are like, oh, I'm going to miss it. It was actually good. And I'm like, I don't know about that, guys. In my last
1: video... In my last video, I'm talking about uh, the Jason Bourne uh, show, and I'm saying that I hope it's more like Indiana Jones and less like the uh, Eighth Voyage of Sinbad. And I just show a random clip that mm-hmm. I got off uh, of YouTube, and my clip is uh, uh, Kebab getting hit by the girl, and he wakes up and he goes, hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> and it's I thought it was the stupidest, most funny thing. And now I kind of feel bad because the show's closing, and I just made fun of it two weeks ago. Um <laughs> But but it's like I, I went through and I scanned through a YouTube video. I was trying to find the moment where the guy goes "shush, kebab," because he's telling him to be quiet, mm-hmm. and his name's kebab. Because that's actually funny. Um, and, and like I landed on that, I'm like, he's really quoting Britney Spears in a show, and this is modern. Like this is now.
0: <laughs> so weird.
1: Although you know what, Disney had a Disney's Bird Show. Still says, "Here's our crane, uh, Frasier Crane." <laughs> it's
0: still, it still has the uh the yeah the uh the fr- i don't know
1: how that survived the redo
0: <laughs> that is such well maybe maybe it really that really is the crane's name
1: it must be the bird's name it must be but they do it and they wait for a laugh like they it's like a sitcom where you pause for laughter <laughs> And like there's two people in the back they go ha ha <laughs>
0: nobody remembers fraser it's womp like womp. there's
1: two people that saw the show oh that's getting a reboot don't worry
0: Oh, it is? Oh, God.
1: Oh, I'm sure it is. Everything's oh, getting a reboot. I made that up. but You look it up, I bet you it's real. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just made that up. Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> so, Alicia, it was fun
0: having a nice talk with you. Uh, where can everyone find your... Uh, where can we find you online at, I guess is a good question.
1: Um, my website is orlandoparkstop.com, all one word. You can also find me on Twitter as Orlando Park Stop, And you can find me on YouTube as Theme Park Stop, I went with theme park stop because I'm going to talk about more than just Orlando. Cool. Um, you can also search Alicia Stella um, anywhere on the internet, and you'll find all that stuff.
0: Awesome. Uh, yeah. Where and yeah. Uh, what what's your Twitter or is that same kind of thing? It's uh,
1: Orlando Park Stop is okay. my main Twitter, but I also have an Alicia Stella one where I can make jokes that I don't feel bad about ruining and tarnishing my brand.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best kinds of jokes. Yeah, um, in this
1: day and age, you got to be careful.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> everyone welcome back from our wonderful little break uh this is a two-part episode uh first part was with alicia and our second part is with brian mcnichols from touringplans.com brian how are you doing i am very well joe how are you i'm doing well we have not talked in a very long time
2: no, we haven't, since I believe you guested on an old episode of an old podcast called Pardon the Pixie Dust. Exactly. Yeah. But
0: I think the last topic we discussed was, are they going to be removing the, the uh, Sorcerer's Mickey hat at Hollywood Studios? Oh, jeez. To give you an idea of how old that was. <laughs>
2: yeah, they, they did. So
0: They did, yeah. I hope we said Yes. Yeah, I think mine was like ninety five percent. I think it, I forget what it was by inverted it by accident, or I said like you said like what's the chance of it re- staying? But I said one hundred percent chance of removal, and you're like no, Joe, you got it backwards. I'm like okay, do no, mind. <laughs> so anyway, we brought Brian on because Brian last week, uh, you went down to Orlando to go to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween mm-hmm. party, but you also stayed at one of the opening not, not the opening night, but nope. uh, the second night of third.
2: Third, actually. It was Saturday night, night, so, yeah.
0: Sorry. Of Aventura Hotel, the sixth hotel at Universal Orlando. And we have you on to uh, have a discussion about how your stay went and your thoughts and everything like that. Um, Obviously, the hotel's brand new, so, you know, they're still working out the kinks a little bit, Mm -hmm. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of. Yeah, and some
2: of the some of the kinks are funny because uh, the person that checked me in, who was was lovely, but uh, but she said, "Oh, have you stayed with us before?" and then caught herself and went, "Oh, sorry, habit." Yeah.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so that's pretty good. <laughs>
2: Yeah, because she had obviously just moved from a different hotel, so was used to asking that as people were checking in. But yeah. so some of that was funny. Some of the other some of the other issues were, were less funny, but nothing nothing bad enough that uh, that I would that I would say I had a bad trip by any means.
0: Yeah. So uh, you have a a, re- a written review up on uh, mm-hmm. blog um, and we're we're going to kind of follow that uh, guideline a little bit. So if you guys want to see some awesome pictures and get a more in depth write up. Um definitely check that out but yeah let's... i'm I'm also
2: gonna have uh, probably by the time this comes out I assume I will have uh, videos on Touring Ooh. plan's YouTube page as well one that is just a a resort tour and then one that is a tour of the room specifically so awesome um, so yeah you'll there you'll be able to see a lot more of it there as well
0: fantastic so let's use the 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 blog post as like a template almost Sounds so good. Uh, so what what were your initial impressions just kind of like Going to the hotel, you know, parking, you know, all the initial kind of, like, first 15-minute stuff.
2: Yeah, it, it's um, it's literally right next to Sapphire Falls. They share the same driveway up, pretty much. You just – now you, you turn right to go into Aventura and you continue straight to go to Sapphire Falls. Um, Aventura is – it's a gorgeous hotel. I I'm assuming most of your listeners have probably at least seen pictures of the outside. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it's just this massive glass tower. That's, that's all curves, um, viewed, viewed from above is, is basically their logo and it looks kind of like a fidget spinner, I think (laughs) actually. Um, but, uh, the, the building itself is, is very, very nice. I went straight into the parking garage, which is attached to it, which is never the nicest entry point is, you know, to get out in the middle of a parking garage, yeah. but, um, but they do, they do have an elevator that goes straight into the lobby. So I didn't have to park my car in the sun or walk two miles to get to the hotel. So I will take that for sure. Um, the lobby itself is the the whole first floor of the building is basically made up of the lo- like the check-in area then there is a lobby bar called the Bar Ventura. There is a Starbucks and Urban Pantry, which is kind of like a food court style eatery. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that whole area is is probably my least favorite part of the resort. And it's not bad. It's just um, it, it reminds me a little bit of an airport terminal, which is kind of how I feel about about Sapphire Falls Lobby as mm-hmm. well, uh, where you walk in and it's it's nice. There's nothing particularly wrong with it. They just didn't do a lot. They went for a very clean, um, you know, kind of unadorned look and, um, you know, so it's, it didn't really wow me when I first walked into it, but, um, but it's, it's okay. It's, it's not, and I know people will, I know there are other people who will have a different opinion. A couple people that have seen the pictures have said, wow, that looks amazing. So, you know, I'm sure it is just a a design choice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we're going to actually add Mike real quick, so...
2: Okay. Excellent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he has some questions too. Um, we've been having this thing where we're just trying to, we're we're all living a crazy, crazy lives now. So it's sort of <laughs> a thing where it's like, I don't know. I'll know when I know. So it's yeah. like, okay, thanks, guys. Um, well, that's
2: why De- Derek and I have tried to restart part in the pixie dust like four times, and it's never actually worked out for the same reason. We just neither of us can be around at the same time.
0: Yeah, I understand. But um, so one of the comparisons I actually made. Uh, that I saw people making for Aventura was it sort of looks like an upscale um uh like car dealership foyer. Like but there's <laughs> yeah, no car yeah. there's no cars in there, so nothing's really colorful.
2: <laughs> well and I, I think part of that is because like the check-in area is just kind of one big wide open space. Like there's nothing really there. The mm-hmm. check-in desk is along one side. And um and then, you know, the, the check-in desk, the concierge desk, and the bell services are all along one side, and then that's it. The bar is kind of on the other side, but in the middle there is just space. So mm-hmm. I could definitely see some, like, fast and affiliate furious cars being pulled in there or something.
0: <laughs> so I heard a train, so that it can only mean our southern, de- southern delegations arrived. <laughs> yes, I am here. He, he arrives it's by train, Hogwarts Express? Yeah.
3: a train and an angry dog barking. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You're you're basically halfway to a country song, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Mike, we were just talking about the lobby and the entryway kind of experience for Aventura. So, just pop in with any questions you have, or just kind of kind of follow along a little bit with um, uh, Brian's written review on touring plans. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, so, uh, so we'll we'll get into the food and drinks a little bit later because that's a little bit farther on in your review. Uh, do you want to talk yeah, a little bit oh about-
2: that that's that's probably the best part of it that's why i put that towards the end yeah yeah um, the $8 pbr <laughs> well yeah yeah which which i, I do have a I, I have a funny story a couple of funny stories about the uh, about bar 17 that i will i will get to when we get there but yeah that is one of them in fact
0: so let's talk about the room uh, the rooms are offered in three options a 314 square foot standard room a 390-foot-square-foot deluxe room, and a 575-square-foot kids' room suite with two twin beds and one king. So do you want to kind of explain, like, what room you got? Like, what do you think of it? How did everything work? I'm especially interested in the tablet and how that system works.
2: Yes. Um, Yeah, I I had just the standard room. They also, you can upgrade to a skyline view, which is, it basically just means you're on one of the higher floors. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if I had one of these rooms or not. I was on the ninth floor out of... I assume 16 – well, probably 14 or 15 floors with rooms on them. So um, I don't know – if, but I, my view was was actually pretty great. I could see right across the parks. I could see Ripperhead Rocket and Hulk and and Doctor Doom's Fearfall cycling through, which which was was very cool. Um, but the room itself was was very nice. Obviously, it's a new hotel, so there's not going to be a problem with cleanliness or anything like that. Unlike Tinsel. Um, <coughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, that's just old enough to grow mold, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but they. Uh, you know, it's, it's got the vinyl wood-look floors, like the uh, same thing that Disney is doing is doing in a lot of the room refurbishments. Uh, it was two, I believe, full-size beds. I'm notoriously terrible at telling whether buds are full-size or queen-size. So I think they are full-size, but don't quote me on that. Um, the... Uh, it's it's very it's very modern but unlike the lobby where i think it's it's modern to the point of sterility the 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 rooms have a pretty good selection of different woods different wood shades uh well not real woods but but wood shades uh different fabrics and textures so it it doesn't look nearly as sterile as i feel like the lobby looks uh i could could have done with a little bit more like splashes of color it's a lot of beiges and browns but that's you know again that's a, probably a personal choice um, you mentioned the tablet, the the tablet is, is the kind of the showpiece of these. And what they do is they have quite literally just, just, an, you know, a, a tablet sitting on the nightstand in between the two beds that is removable, which I think is a bad decision, but, um, it can, it can, um, it controls the TV. It controls some of the lights. You can call room service. You can look up information about the hotel, the resort, um, and, It's very, very cool, and it's one of those things that I think a lot of people will enjoy playing with. I I found it a little weird that like to turn off the the one lamp when I went to bed, I had to lean over and poke a few buttons on the tablet to do it. I couldn't just hit the switch um, because some of them, like the the light in the vestibule, I could not find a switch for. The only way to turn it on and off was the tablet. And and this is the, the light as soon as you walk in the door. So that seemed like an odd choice. Uh, of light to pick and the same with the TV. I just plain could not find a TV remote anywhere. And I don't know if there was supposed to be one and my room just didn't have it or if they, uh, or if there there wasn't one and i think that's going to end up being a problem when these tablets inevitably break because i mean we all we've all used tablets before they're going to break somebody's going to drop them in the bathroom or something like that mm-hmm. and i wonder what the the backup plan is when all of a sudden you can't turn off your all of your lights because you you dropped your tablet at midnight when you when you came down from the, the rooftop bar a little too drunk <laughs> but uh but it's very cool and i think that's something that like would be a a big selling point for like my kids they would love to play probably play with the lights too much um but also the other thing i i like with the tablets you can sign into your your own personal netflix account or your mm-hmm. own youtube account and watch anything you have through the tv then through the the tablet um which which i like and i that to me, that seems like a very like business hotel type thing um, that a lot of business hotels will do for frequent travelers. That I think was a, a smart decision because um, it's nice to, especially if you're back to the room a little early, like I tend to be when I am when I'm traveling. It's nice to just be able to call up whatever I want instead of having to to watch the uh, the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them trailer over <laughs> and over again, which is kind of where I was on this
0: trip. Yeah. So. I mean, so I, so this uh, past summer, actually, I went to Chicago for a concert, and they and the Hilton had a tablet. and They had a, a Google tablet. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, it, it was really interesting. They didn't control the lights with it, but it was definitely an interesting choice, and I haven't seen it used yet. So, um, one of the things I did see was that, like, they said, hey, you break it, you buy it. So, I think that's kind of the situation with this tablet. Um, like, yeah, if, you, if you break it, you buy it, and if you don't want to use it, then you can just probably put it away somewhere. But, yeah, it, it, it's the the room looks cool. I, I, I dig the style. How comfy like are the beds and the furnishings themselves? Are they like they, they look, look a little sterile, but are they? cabana bay level or are they a little less yeah no
2: more? I, the beds uh, to, if i if i had to guess the beds are, are probably the exact same ones they use in cabana bay which i mm-hmm. i find to be perfectly acceptable um the other there's not much other furniture in the room there's kind of one slightly squishy chair in the corner that uh is, is comfortable and then there's a desk chair that it's just is, is a very lightly upholstered like hard plastic chair so mm-hmm. um but the beds I thought were nice one one thing i can I can foresee being a little annoying if you're traveling with other people is that um, the screen in between the the sleeping area and the bathroom are just translucent like glass panels and they look very nice, but they don't really block the light from the bathroom very much. So if one person gets up earlier to like get in the shower or something, um, I I think it will probably just wake up everybody else in the room too. But you know, again, that's a a minor thing that, that this is, that's a, a choice that a lot of hotels make. It's, it's not, just this one. I, heck, I stayed at the same trip. I stayed at the grand Floridian and, um, it was my first time there as well. And I was amazed that they didn't have a door or anything in between the sink area and the bedroom area there either. So not even a curtain like they, they have at some of the moderates. So, Mm -hmm. um, Universal is definitely not the only one making that mistake. What I would consider a mistake.
0: <laughs> yeah. But. How'd you like the uh the bathroom area? Because it it looks incredibly modern and sleek, very much yeah. like the uh a lot of the uh, unified designs that they're rolling out into the value resorts at D- at Disney, and also mm-hmm. um a lot of the more uh I don't want to say cheap hotels, but like the you know Hotel Six kind of level. Of you know of you know fake uh, wood floors, but like a single unit itself, uh, like mm-hmm. a, a bathroom unit. Uh, how'd you like the the the, restru- the, the bathroom itself? Because it, it looks real it was, nice. It
2: was. It, it mm-hmm. does. It looks very nice. Um, functionally, it's it, it's. Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's only one sink, not a lot of counter space, not a lot of they don't have have like um, Disney's gotten around some of the the counter space issues in some of their refurbs by putting shelves underneath the the sink in in some of the resorts, um, which helps a lot with, you know, storage space and and counter space, especially in the bathroom when I'm I have two kids. So when it's when it's the four of us, counter space tends to be a huge problem, especially in, in rooms like this where there's only one sink. There's basically like four cubby holes, um, but you know one has extra toilet paper, one has a hair dryer, one has a couple extra towels, and then there's one free one. So um, you know, I, I would like, would have liked to seen just a simple like shelf underneath the sink or something like that. That would just be extra place to put some stuff. But, um, but no, the looks wise, I, it is, it is very nice looking. Um, it's a walk-in shower. As far as I know, none of the rooms have tubs in them. Um, which again, if, if for people traveling with very small children, uh, trying to shower like an infant or a toddler can be a very wet experience. So, um, <laughs> you know that we we always preferred when hotels had had baths now my my kids are are 7 and 9 so now it's mm-hmm. not a problem but yeah. um but as, for adults and when it's just me i would much rather the walk in shower so you know I, it it probably just depends on your your family situation there
0: so talking about shower real quick important question this is one of those make it or break it's for me how's the water pressure
2: Water pressure was was good. Okay, um, good.
0: Phew. Not okay.
2: not great, but it wasn't those like some some of those and some of the Disney hotels have this problem where the water basically just dribbles out of it, and you you end up standing there for five minutes trying to get soap out of your hair. No, it was not that. It was it was it it, it was good enough that I do not exactly remember what I thought about the water pressure. So okay. Um, so obviously it was if it was ter- if it was either great or terrible I would have remembered that. So it is a it is a perfectly adequate
0: shower experience. Fantastic. Uh Mike, do you have any questions? Dot dot dot. Did we lose?
3: I'm just going to hang I'm still, I'm just listening. I'm doing yard work and for all me so. I'll keep on.
2: <laughs> Duly noted. He's, he's just <laughs> The first podcast listener, uh, yes is Mike
0: our our first live listener first. in <laughs> fantastic um so the the rooms sound fantastic. um I really like the yeah. look of them. I know some people have been extremely um they, they bounced off it like they're comparing it to like like concrete warehouses and stuff. I think it's an actually very uh-huh. modern design, and I think it's very minimalist and I like it. But
2: yeah, I, I, I'm in the same boat as mm-hmm. you. I, I like modern design, so obviously I'm you know, leaning that way. But again, I, I, a lot of what, what people call modern, especially in hotels, I think is sterile. And the bedroom the, the rooms, I think, are just decorated enough that they, they aren't sterile. I, I could do with a piece of art. On the walls, but, um, you know, again, minor things, nothing that would cause me to not yeah. recommend it. So,
0: there, actually, there is one question I have to ask. Um, so, so Cabana Bay, I love Cabana Bay. I'm staying there when I go to Hollywood Horror Nights in mm-hmm. 42 days or whatever, not that I'm counting. Um <laughs> Uh, one of the things I've noticed from Cabana Bay over the past 4 years is that a lot of the furnishings and the the rooms have been wearing out quicker than I expected. And I know that's something that happened at the Bay Lake Towers at the Contemporary is like mm-hmm. these kinds of rooms wear quicker um, than some of the designs from the 90s. Um do you think this uh room's going to wear quicker or do you think it's going to uh, uh they've learned some lessons and they know how to um they've designed it so it's going to wear less. If that makes sense. Well, I
2: think that's part of the reason that they're a lot of they're going to these vinyl like wood look flooring because that Uh stuff can take a beating so um i think that that will help a lot and um i I actually in fact the room i'm recording in right now is a, a an addition we put on our house and we put the vinyl flooring in and i mean we've had you know kids and dogs and everything running around and it still looks brand new so um i think that will help uh, I, and everything else, I mean, a lot, it's all hard surfaces, you know, the, the desk, the, the nightstand, everything is, is a hard surface. So I don't think it, you know, the, the chairs and the, like the soft goods, the bedding, the nightstand or not the nightstand, the, the headboard is kind of an upholstered fabric. I could see that getting some, like, rips in it or something, If mm-hmm. you know, with with kids jumping from bed to bed and things like that. Um, so that would be my only worry. But no, I think it, it will probably wear a little bit neater than the Cabana Bay rooms okay. have.
0: Yeah, especially since Cabana Bay has those bright colors, and those will always fade real quick, and you'll always find that a little dirty, yeah. as opposed to the, you know, yeah. the high I, contrast.
2: I, I will say one I will say one thing that that I I was a little disappointed in, and Mm -hmm. again, this is kind of just a value room or or value plus or whatever Universal calls these, Um, very, very little storage space. There are basically three drawers in the desk that are fairly large drawers, and that's it. There's, There's no closet whatsoever. Um, even though it kind of looks like in the pictures that there is, uh, there is not, unless I unless I could not figure out how to open it, which is always a possibility.
0: Sort of like the stairs to uh, the bedroom in The Good Place. <laughs> I mean, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, um, there yeah, they I'm, are. <laughs>
2: I'm hanging my clothes on the outside of the door until someone shows me how to open the thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, because there was, and and I would love for one of your listeners to to chime in. There's a little cube on the desk in the corner. Yeah, I, I saw know what, what it that was is. For.
0: Yeah, I saw um, that. It's in one of your photos. I think it's in the mm-hmm. one where you're showing the bed, like the bathroom towards from the bed area. Yeah, it looks like it's a speaker. I'm not sure it though. It
2: does. And I didn't try, I mean, it's possible there was a radio option or something on the, the tablet that I didn't try, I didn't get to, that would have played through there. But I tried, I pressed the button on top, I tried to, I was thinking maybe it was like an Amazon Echo or something, so I tried a couple different, like, you know, Google Home and different popular, like, words to see if it would, Turn on, and it didn't. So I I hit, I poked all the buttons, and I just I couldn't figure out what it was. So,
0: hello, Universal. Hello.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, and again, it's, it it was one of those, I I didn't spend as much time in the room as I would have liked. I had to go and, and shoot other videos and and do other things. So, um, it's, you know, I did not play around with the tablet probably as much as, as I should have. So, uh, it's, it's very possible there was something in there, but yeah. So I would love to hear what exactly that thing was, but it does, I, I looks it's definitely a speaker of some sort. I just am not sure how to activate it. So awesome. Um, but
0: otherwise, the room good, comfortable, yeah, functional. Yeah, I, I think
2: it's very it's very comparable to the Cabana Bay rooms. I think mm-hmm. in size and initial quality, okay. Uh, at least so. So if you you are okay with the size of the Cabana Bay rooms, then I, you'll be fine with the size here. It's very if you're you know more familiar with Disney. I think it's very comparable to the value the the especially. Um, like the the newer, like the new pop century rooms, mm-hmm. uh, except that it has two stationary beds instead of the Murphy bed. But uh, I think in style and everything, it's it's pretty similar to that. And and in size, there it's technically a little bit bigger than the value rooms at at Disney. But because the the entryway is a little more elongated, um, I think that's where the extra square footage is. So the, oh, the actual okay. sleeping space still feels about the same.
0: Got it. Um, because Disney has it kind of inverted where they put their, everything's on the, um, because Disney has the, uh, motel design, uh, their mm-hmm. bathroom is in the back. So you walk right into the room, but yeah. at universal, you have to walk through a small entryway because on your left's the bathroom, as opposed to just walking right into the room. So, yeah. So I think that's
2: okay. kind of where the extra square footage is, is that the vestibule area. So yeah,
0: that makes sense. So, let's talk about something that definitely does not live up to Cabana Bay and that's the pool area. Uh, no. <laughs> cuz I mean unfortunately it doesn't have a water slide, it doesn't have a lazy river. No. No. Um I mean lazy river, come on. That's fantastic. Yeah.
2: Well, um, yeah, I mean it, it's it's comparing it to Cabana Bay is is unfair, I think cuz there are very few Hotels that, ha- especially the theme park hotels of of Disney and Universal, there might not be another one that has a complex quite as nice. I as think maybe
0: the Four Seasons. The
2: yeah, yeah, the Four Seasons does, but that's not an official like, you know, on site hotel. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Per se, so, I mean, like the Grand Floridian has two pools, one with a water slide, and they have that like splash play area. So that one maybe could be close, but yeah, I mean, the, for if you're talking price storm difference, storm along no comparison. Bay.
0: Yeah, so. Stormalong Bay. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Storm. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. I forgot Storm Stormalong Bay is is right there. But again, these are you know much more expensive. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's it's much smaller pool. But it's a much smaller hotel. It's only a six hundred room hotel. So, um, you know, no water slide. It does. I, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to have a hot tub, although I didn't actually notice it. Um, there <laughs> is a splash pad area. There is a fire pit right next to the pool. Um, but yeah, the pool is. Kind of basic hotel pool there's nothing remarkable about it in any way,
0: yeah, so what i what i uh f- from the room and how you're explaining it and the the storage and the pool and everything, it really sounds like this is the hotel room for someone staying for like three to f- four or five days, maybe who are just mm-hmm. doing like the who are really interested in the parks or in terms of my vacation visits, usually someone who just does Halloween horror nights and, you know, just, you know, shows, you know, ends up back at the hotel room at like 2am or whatever. Um, it it, doesn't offer as many amenities. Sorry.
2: Yeah. Well, no, no problem. I think this is also, I think they're kind of positioning this as the, uh, cheaper hotel for adults. Mm -hmm. I think if, um, if you're just traveling with, with other adults or, or by yourself, um, I, I, Think there are a lot of things at Aventura that would attract adults, where like Cabana Bay is would more attract families. Um, is just the the impression I got. Um, you know, there are more bar, well, not more bar, but definitely more bar options like per square footage at,
1: at Aventura than there <laughs> yeah. are at Cabana yeah.
2: Bay. Um, you know, it it, it it everything just felt to me more like it was aimed at like business travelers and adults. Where Cabana Bay, uh, there are so many kids there, especially the pool with the water slide, that um, I I could see that kind of becoming the designation between those two hotels.
0: Yeah, so let's uh, dive right into the drinking and dining experiences oh, yeah. at Aventura, which uh, I think maybe your highlight. Are you were saying? <laughs>
2: I, definitely I, I think i'm it is almost ridiculous how few steps you have to take in between beers if you want to um, sounds perfect are, to me yeah you you <laughs> walk into the the lobby area and you are met by you know bar ventura is is straight ahead, which is just the pretty standard lobby bar just you know beer wine mixed drinks um and then a couple steps past that, you get to Urban Pantry, which is the food court, which um, I only tried the, uh, a burger from the burger bar. I had the Canyon, which was, um, I believe, Gruyere cheese and bacon and, and some and, – uh, oh, uh, uh, like jalapeno jack cheese or something like that uh, which was very good and i talked to some of the other guests that were sitting around me that had, that had tried some of the sushi or the pizza and they all everybody had pretty good things to say about it so it seems like the food is definitely a high point there and every out of, there are four stations in, in urban pantry, uh, sushi burgers, um, kind of other meats. They have like rotisserie chicken and, uh, like a carving station and a uh, pizza station. And then, Each one of them has beers on tap and other beers in the cooler. So it's not even like you have to go to a different one to get your drinks. You just, you can order a beer at all four of them if you would like to, which I found pretty funny and very universal like, um, and then walking outside to the pool, the, most of the pool area, I feel like, is eaten up by the Bar Soul or Soul Bar. I'm not sure which word comes first, but um, which is the pool bar. Again, fairly standard pool bar, but has a really nice kind of patio area with a lot of seating and very high ceilings that was creating a really, really nice breeze. Um, a lot, there were more people, I think, sitting out near the pool bar than there were in the pool when I was there. So, mm-hmm. um, And those all three of those those things are within... Uh, forty feet of each other. I would say. So, oh wow! Uh, yeah, and now the Ventura Bar, the, the lobby bar doesn't open until I think it is four p.m. Uh, the the pool bar was open when I got there, so I believe it opens at like noon or one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Urban Pantry opens at lunch. Yeah, I, well, I think the Urban Pantry opens at eleven <laughs> for lunch, and and not sure if they serve beer during breakfast, but but knowing Universal, <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. So. Yeah, they probably do.
0: Um, Because yeah. I, I know Cabana Bays, uh, uh, the Swizzle and all those ba- like the Swizzle opens at four, Strongwater at, um, at Sapphire Falls opens at four. So mm-hmm. like they open a lot of their stuff at four, which for me, a Halloween Horror Nights fan is disappointing because I can't do yeah. Stay and Scream and one of these awesome bars. I have to choose one or the other. So that yeah. kind of, that always sucks. Like if they just opened at two, it would have been great.
2: Yeah, I don't I I and Disney does the same thing. All, a lot of their like signature bars at or not the signature bars, that's a different classification, but like their, their focus bars at the hotels will open at four or five sometimes. Like Victoria and, Falls. Yeah, like and and the same thing. Like I would what like when I'm with traveling with my family a lot of times we go back to the hotel for a break in the middle of the day. And yeah, my options are basically limited to grabbing a drink from the pool bar because nothing's open yet. So, I'm with you. I I would much rather some of these places open at like noon, you know, at least on like weekends or something.
0: Yeah. Definitely. So, uh do you want shall we dive into Bar 17 B show? <sighs> Up on we top. might as
2: well. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely the the focus of, of a lot of probably what you've already heard about. Yeah, Ventura, this is the, the bar that is on the rooftop, the 17th floor, uh, also opens at 4 p.m., Um, and it, uh, but not, doesn't start serving food until 5 PM, which is a really odd designation. I don't know why they would do that. Um, but, uh, I, I, my guess is maybe to try to keep the initial crowds light, but I, uh, even that, I don't, I don't know why you would even bother just open at five if you're not going to open the kitchen, but, um. But yeah, so I went up there pretty much right at four o'clock because I was afraid of it getting too busy because they are they do have a a team member at the bottom of the elevator uh, that will will create a wait list if the bar gets full. So. Um, one of the more annoying things is that you have to take the bar the, the elevator from the lobby. So even if you're in your room, you have to go back down to the first floor and switch elevators and go back all the way up. So I understand why they do it, but since I was already on the ninth floor, it would have just been much easier to go straight up. Mm-hmm. But um, so I went up like right at four. There was nobody up there. There was I counted I believe 19 team members working and somewhere around a dozen guests at the time. So uh, the service was fantastic there for, for the first hour. Um, but it's, it's, it's a really, really nice bar. I mean, as you would imagine, you can see for miles around Orlando because it's Florida and there are no hills. So you can <laughs> see everything. You know, I mean, and, and some of the views in that area, of course, aren't great. You're looking at I-4 for part of it. Uh, but you can see right down onto Cabana Bay, and you can kind of see the volcano from Volcano Falls behind it. And you can see uh, the construction on the new, you know, um, uh, what are they, the Bay- Bayside and Dockside resorts that they're, they're building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can see across in towards the parks. It's not really close enough to see much into the parks. You can kind of just see, um, again, the... The tops of Hogwarts and a uh, rip ride rocket and, and the Hulk and that. Um, and even though the, the bartender, the one, one of the bartender, or, or I'm sorry, the, the person that was working the elevator when I first got there said that you can see like the cinematic spectacular and stuff. I, you really can't, you can kind of see the lights flashing and when they do shoot up fireworks, you can see those, but it's not enough to actually tell what's going on unless you knew the show really, really well. So, okay. um, but the the views are are amazing. Um, it, it's at least the day I was there and was a really really hot day, like like upper 90s. Uh, it stayed pretty cool because the wind is, is just whipping through there, uh, to the point that the bartenders have to kind of weigh down all of their napkins and menus all the time because oh, they would occasionally okay. just go flying everywhere. <laughs> um, even even when the when the glasses got too empty, you kind of had to watch. If there was a gust of wind, it would take them down sometimes, which oh, wow. uh, was an in, an interesting, interesting thing that I, I think they will just get used to as they go. But um, I had a couple drinks, probably a couple too many. Um, I tried one of the martinis uh, that was good. Uh, definitely, they they don't do a really fruit based menu. Uh, they they are more traditional cocktails, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a, a few beers. Their their signature menu item is the the bow buns, mm-hmm. uh, which I like a lot anyway. And they were they were really good. The, the bao, you like eating your
0: son? That's why, right?
2: <laughs> well, of course, yeah. I, I, as soon as as, soon as he moves out of the house, I, every representation of him I have, I am eating pictures and all. So, um yeah they, the the actual bow bread i I thought was a little on the chewy side, but the fillings were really, really good. Uh, I actually went back for seconds later on on the bow, so um, you know that was good they uh, The night before I was there I was there on Saturday night, the Friday night, they had some really, really rough service issues mm-hmm. uh, they had i and, and this is one of the stories I had it turns out the guy I was sitting next to at the bar was there was their system maintenance guy for their um, for the the dining system. And so he was telling me lots of different stories, some of which I, I won't repeat because they were pretty insulting to some of the workers there. He was not, he was a contract employee, not a Lowe's or or universal employee. Yeah. So he was pretty rough on on some of the usage of of his system. But uh, basically what happened is they had a problem with uh, some of the way the checks were scanning in. So what would happen is if the checks were scanned in incorrectly, the entire system would freeze up, and then everything would have to be restarted. And then he's, what basically what was happening is the, the worker wouldn't know that that was the problem. So the system would go down, it would restart, and then they'd try to scan it in again, and the exact same thing would happen. So, yeah. in some cases, it was taking like an hour for checks to get resolved because yep. they had to keep rebooting the system over and over and over that's, again.
0: That's exactly what I heard from uh, Brian from Inside Universal, was that yeah. he he was one of the guys who asked for his check at 8 and got it at 9, and then he Ooh. got his check. He got his check at 9, and then he got his card and his check back at 9.45. So, yeah. it was rough. Yeah. Yeah, so um, –
2: so now, when I, while I was there, that this guy was sitting next to me, basically because uh, to do on-site like fixes if something like that happened Diagnostics, again. yeah. But um, but he said he removed the the bug, and you know he was real confident. Just he seemed like one of those guys that was real confident all the time, but very confident would work. And it worked fine for a while. I I left at uh, probably five thirty or so. I I asked for my check, um, and then with the intention of coming back up when it was dark to see what the view was, and wouldn't you know, the system, the, the one terminal went down completely when they tried to <laughs> enter my check. So, um, long story short, it took about about a half hour, forty five minutes to finally resolve my bill. Um, the good thing was, and some of this may have been because it was a definitely, it was a more isolated incident. Only the one terminal went down the other two were still operational. So, um, but because my check had been, since my tab had all been entered on that one terminal, I guess they couldn't access it from the others, which seems like a design flaw. but, um, but so, yeah, I think because it was only like me and one other person that this happened to, uh, the manager gave me a free beer while I was waiting and then they took my the bow my the at this time I had only ordered the one one set of bow and they took that off the menu off of the bill for me so I ended up only paying for the one drink basically that time so I was still pretty happy with that and I wasn't exactly in a rush so it wasn't a, a big deal um, and I will say when I went up later that night I also ordered a a drink and food and they gave me another free drink just because they recognized me and and I guess Um, I, part of it is I, I think they knew that I was also reviewing the hotel because I kept shooting video and walking around talking. (laughs) So I'm sure that didn't hurt how nice they were being to me, but, um, but at that that time there was there didn't seem to be any issues, and it was much busier then and um, I was talking to a couple of the bartenders that I had been talking to earlier, and they said they weren't they they weren't continuing to have that issue at that time, so hopefully fingers crossed it it, it will have been fixed, and they won't have that anymore at least but um, but the bar itself, I really don't have any complaints about um, they there's a whole section where it's not covered, and right now there's just nothing there. And it's not as big as the covered section, but I can't imagine what exactly they will plan to use that for because it is very hot over there when the sun is up. Um, I, I don't know if they're going to do like private parties over there kind of because it's a little bit it's behind the elevators so it's a little bit separated um so i could see them maybe renting that out for like private functions where they wouldn't have to like close the bar down they could just put up some tables over there but it would have to be at night there's no way they could do it in the, in the sun in florida so yeah um I, that, that confused me a little bit. But the rest of it was nice. And they didn't seem to get it very like overloaded. Because um, even when I went back up at night, the, the the woman that was in the front told me that uh, the only reason she let me go up was because it was just me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the other the larger parties she was making wait. And that night they were trying out a text system where they would take your number and then text you when you were allowed to go up. Um, I don't know because I was allowed to go straight up. I don't know if it worked. But Um, but when I got up there, there were still seats at the bar and everything. So, um, they don't seem to let it get like super packed at least yet. So, Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's good. Hopefully that continues because if that's really crowded, especially if they have a, a system issue, that could be a total disaster.
0: Yeah. Um, so, uh, getting to the parks pretty easy. Walk, bus, boat. Yeah, I mean it, it. It. You know, you're farther out. It's like Cabana
2: Bay or Sapphire Falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're you're farther out, so it takes a little while. My my walk. I took the bus there in the morning, and then I walked back to, to drive back to the airport. Um, the bus was there when I walked out, which is why I took the bus because I was planning on walking. And um, you know, it was a couple minute drive to City Walk, and then you have to go through the security and walk through City Walk and all that. Um, the walk from from Margaritaville. Uh, I timed it. It took me 16 minutes uh, with a, a fairly uh, moderate pace. I tried not to walk too fast because I was trying to get a, a, a better idea. So, um, you know, it, it's similar to the walk to Cabana Bay, I would mm-hmm. say, um, okay. you know, but but it's you know it's easy the, the path was well marked um you weren't only the very last bit where you even kind of near the road so that's good i don't like that that section where you have to walk along the road to get to command bay so
0: yeah not my favorite either uh so i i guess uh, what are your final thoughts on everything just you know would you stay there would you recommend it kind of what yeah are your vibes? I, I think
2: i mean for the the price i think um, you know, I, I think the the hardest choice, if you're looking for like a, a relatively cost-friendly uh, universal vacation, um, I think either Cabana Bay or Aventura are both great choices. Like I said, I think some of it might just depend on on the, your family. I could see. Um, I could see my kids having a really tough choice because they would really like to play with that tablet in the room, but I have a feeling they would choose. We've stayed at Cabana Bay before, and I think they would pick that because they really like the pools and the water slide there. Um, but if it was me traveling or just like my wife and I, I would probably go with Aventura because of the dining options, uh, and just the, the general look of the room, I I think is a little bit nicer. Uh, I personally, if I can, if I can swing it, I still try to stay at at either hard rock or Royal Pacific because, uh, are so much closer and you get that sweet, sweet express pass. But, um, of course, you know, we can't always swing that price difference. So, uh, I would, I would. I would have no problems recommending Aventura
0: to anyone. Cool. Um, any questions from you, Mike? Because you're no, gonna be I'm staying just, there. To stay there. Yeah, you're yeah, staying, staying there. there. So.
3: We have the fifty dollar dining credit. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, our plan is to walk to the boat at that fire and take the boat.
2: Yeah, that's that's the other option. I I did mention that in the in the blog post a little bit. Yeah, you can because it shares that driveway with Sapphire. You you don't yeah. even have to cross a street. You just yeah. walk out, walk around and and go straight into Sapphire. So, and that would definitely cut down the walking because the the boats drop off so much closer. Yeah.
3: Cool. Well, we stayed at uh but- Sapphire in June. It's very nice.
2: Yeah, Sapphire is the only. Uh, well, no, I've ne- I haven't stayed at at um, Portofino Bay or Sapphire, uh, but I'll be I'll be going down for the first Halloween Horror Night, and uh, and Oops. I'll be staying I'll be staying at Portofino Bay that that, that night. So that I'll check that off the list, and then it's ding just ding the Sapphire. bell, yeah,
3: ding ding ding. <laughs> yep,
2: <laughs> I got a travel agent right there, which was surprisingly not terrible. It was like. Oh, wow it was like 230 bucks for the night so okay um, not bad so you know that's that's i've paid that for moderates at disney before yeah definitely (laughs) i was recording it's my (laughs) podcast now
0: (laughs) hello everyone welcome to our next pixie dust (laughs) <laughs> yes, welcome to Pardon of Pixie Dust, the reunion. I'm going to text Derek right now. We'll get him on. We're going to do this. Um, so uh, during our little break, uh, I had to reset everything. And uh, we basically asked, I asked Mike if he wants to do something on Horror Nights. He said yes. And then I asked Brian, do you want to do something on Horror Nights? Because it's going to be his first Horror Nights this fall. Mm-hmm. And he is going so... I guess we want to talk about a little bit about the announcements, a little about the Scare Zones, a little about the event, but I, I kind of want to, one of the things I always keep hearing is people whose first time is the Horror Nights. Like last year I took my buddy Brian, one of my fraternity brothers Brian, to Horror Nights. He had no idea what he was getting into. There's a lot of Brian's. I just realized, in this episode. There's, there's <laughs> too, too many many was Bryans. A, yeah, it was a, a very
2: popular name in like the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, yeah clearly.
0: So. Um, and then uh, my buddy David's coming down this year, or we're trying to at least, and just trying to describe Horror Nights is so hard to people, um, because people always think horror, 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 horror. But um, so I guess the question uh, we'll start off with a little bit uh, for, for Brian is like, what are you looking forward to? And like, what are you expecting from this? Because you've been to Mickey, not, Mickey's Not So Scary, but you've never done yeah. this, which is a totally different kind of event.
2: Yeah. And I, I'm i pretty sure they're different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, no, I, I don't, I mean, I, obviously I've, I've read enough about it just in, you know, uh, updating the, the touring plan site and stuff like that. So I, I know the basics of it. I am really, lo- I, I mean, mostly what I'm looking forward to is, is, well, I guess it, it's going to end up being everything. It's the scare zones and the, in the houses, um, because I know the reputation of, of horror nights and that, uh, it's. It's gonna be like you know, much more intense and scary, which I don't scare particularly easily. I it's I don't do a lot of haunted houses more because I I'm just kind of like okay, it's just you know people acting. But I've heard I've talked to other people who kind of went in with that attitude and were still like no, it's pretty creepy. So I'm kind of hoping that it it does uh, actually scare me um, because that would be that would be fun.
0: Yeah. Um the best way I always describe Halloween Horror Nights to people who are um either on the on, if you go you're we're doing a Halloween event in Orlando if people are like okay or I don't know I, I the best way I always sell it is it's it's just like a giant block party in the park that mm-hmm. and the park transforms around you so like it gets dark you know you have special lighting you have giant fog machines but then everyone has a drink in their hands they're having a good time it, it's a giant block party with chainsaws <laughs> It's <laughs> the best way to put it. <laughs> um, so what is the... I, I guess my question for you is like, as someone coming to this event for the first time, what is the things you're looking forward to the most? Like, whether it be ha- like a specific house, a specific scare zone, like an experience well, I, or what?
2: Mike and I were, were talking a little bit in the break. and I said like they... I mean, I I was born in the, the late 70s, so the 80s were, were are kind of right in my wheelhouse. So as soon as they started announcing that they were doing like you know an all 80s theme basically for this, uh, I started getting really excited. So uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a movie that I've I've loved for a long time. <laughs> really? I just watched it again the other day oh, because. Wow. It's- it's so hilarious. It's—I don't think it was meant to be scary when it was made, but it's really hard to tell sometimes with '80s movies, um, because it's—it's it's just goofy, and the clowns look like—I mean, they look terrifying, but in—in in like kind of a disgusting way. So, that scare zone is one I'm excited for. Um, you know, the Stranger Things house, uh, I think, is—is going to be really cool. Uh, Stranger Things is, is a really good show. Uh, the, the, um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. The, um, um uh, the, the Halloween one, I, you know, Halloween series is another series of movies that I've always, I've always liked. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that will be. That would be very cool, and uh, I know there's been. I, I was traveling this weekend because I know a couple more details about some of the houses came out, and I didn't actually even really see them. So, um, but one of them, which is it, the Halloween one, where you you're you're kind of starting like in the pool with like the house looming over you, or is that, uh, or is, is that poltergeist? Right? Yeah, it's poltergeist. Yeah. poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah. that sounded really neat actually. Um, I, you, I don't know. You've seen not, Poltergeist, I, correct? I've, I've seen. I have
0: not. Yeah. Oh wait, really? You haven't Mike? You need to see Poltergeist. No. It's fantastic. Oh, well, we're gonna try. We're it's to on Amazon. Place to watch it. It's on Amazon. Yeah, that's, Amazon.
2: that's what I'm trying to do—is is kind of rewatch all the related movies or watch them for the like like Trick or Treat. I've never seen. Um, good. I've never seen any of the Purge movies. I don't know if I'll be. Nah, yeah,
0: like, don't don't watch Purge. Purge. I hear Happy but, Death uh, Day would be good to watch.
2: Oh, that I think that's on like like Netflix or Hulu or something too. So <gasps> I watch that one. Yeah. Um. Cause I ha- I did look to see where, where all of these were. So, um, uh, but I, you know, not, not really specific. I, I did, I did spring for the express pass just because I'm, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to shoot a video about, Halloween Horror Nights, and mm-hmm. um, so I want to do as many of the houses as I can, and I I just I I feel like there's no way to really do all of them without, and even maybe not even a way to do all of them with the Express Pass this year, but uh, yeah. I, I feel like it's going to be real hard without it. So
0: yeah, I mean it's it's possible to do it. Um, so so this is one of the things I always recommend for anyone who ever does Halloween Horror Nights. If you have any interest in the Universal Parks or like doing an attraction or whatever, get a day ticket and do Stay and Scream. So, do you know what mm. Stay and Scream is, Brian?
2: I I know the basics of it, but I, so yeah, I would love this, to hear an, an this, explanation for so someone the be, who knows. The best,
0: So, Stay and Scream is basically the best way you can hit all the houses in one night without buying Express Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, I also recommend do not use your Express Pass during the first, like, hour, two hours of the event, because all the lines are going to be as lowest as Uh-oh. they're going to be the rest of the day. <laughs> so, uh, can you guys still hear me, by the way? Yeah. Okay, good. we're at the
2: very end of that, so we'll just fill in the rest with okay. our, with our imaginations. Okay, sorry,
0: imagination, folks. I'm sorry, my apologies. So, um, no, 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 they can hear me because I'm recording on my end. Remember? <laughs> oh, good. Um, yeah, so we will so just pretend. Yeah, we'll just pretend. So, um, so, so basically, what Stain Scream is is an event where uh, it's not an event. I'm no, sorry. Um, there are three holding oh. areas. What am I breaking up, Mike? Mike? Yeah.
3: Wait, yeah, it's yeah. getting really bad again.
0: It's getting real bad again? Oh, no. Um, so I don't know what to do now. <laughs> so there are three areas in, in the... Uh, just just give me a heads up. Like, just say, we can't hear you, Joe, if you can't hear me. Sound good? And I'll stop. Okay. Um, there are three holding pens in the park that open around, like, 4 o'clock. They close the, the park at 5 you enter one of those holding pens. They scan your ticket, and you wait there. And they close the park around you. They sweep. They bring out the Hollywood Horror Night stuff, and they usu- they usually let you out forty five minutes to like half an hour before the event begins. So, oh. so yeah, like you pretty much get
3: half the houses done.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, for example, um, when when I was there with uh, Mike last time, what we did was we would stay in the Hollywood area. And we would be up front in Hollywood, and we'd immediately hit American Horror Story, we would then hit um, uh, Exorcist, Exorcist, and then another house after that. And as we're hitting that third house, the event was just beginning. So you're already done with a third of the houses, and the event just began, and you hit the two most popular houses at the beginning. So so Stan Scream will let you do that, but you don't want to use your Express Pass during that, because you can only use Express Pass once per house. So use that uh, later on in the night when you know it's going to be longer lines. So Nice. So stay and scream is definitely the way to do it if you have a day pass. Always recommend yes. it. Um, the one is in Hollywood in front of the Hello Kitty area. The second one is in uh, is actually attached to Finnegan's. So if you want to drink and use a restroom, that's the one you want to go to. The other one is in uh, Simpsons near uh, Duff Gardens.
2: Wow. Oh. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, and I do have. Well, I have a, a seasonal AP, so um, I will be in the park during the day. So that is good. I will definitely take advantage of that. Yeah, Probably de- the one uh, where I can get a drink too.
0: Yeah, so yeah. Mm. Definitely uh, not Hollywood then, because Hollywood is dry as a doornail. Dry. <laughs> yeah. So I, I
2: just <laughs> that doesn't. That's not I, the universal I know.
0: Yeah, exactly I right. Do
2: that to uh,
3: dissuade people from staying there, Joe. That's what I'm thinking now.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: All right
3: because it, it's already going to be
0: packed. It's Stranger
3: Things and American Horror Story, usually. So maybe they're just trying to get people to not go there.
0: Very possibly. Um,
2: so so what, do you think the, oh. what do you think the busiest house is going to be this year?
0: Stranger Things. Stranger Things, things probably, Stranger no? Things. Um, I think that one, like, even my boss, who, who's a Disney fan and, like, doesn't really pay attention to Universal, he was still talking about the Stranger Things house. So I think that's the yep. one that's really going to bring the people in and i think that one's that's going to be the one that has the uh killer queue um the the giant uh never ending queue that's in front of the uh the music uh music center plaza near uh Rip Ride Rocket I mm-hmm. it's going to be that's going to be the queue so yeah that's going to be a walk <laughs> <laughs> um so i guess uh what houses are you looking forward to Brian like anything in particular, or are you just kind of going in, going just show me everything.
2: Yeah, not. I mean, Stranger Things again. You know, even for me, that was one that that jumped out as as being exciting. Um, other than that, I nothing in particular. Um, they all there, there's none that I, I read that were like, oh, that that doesn't that doesn't sound interesting. I mean, Poltergeist sounds cool. Um, the dead exposure patient zero one, because you're supposed to be like in Paris in the eighties. Like mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot they could do with that trick or treat. I know nothing about, um, the slaughter cinema where you're going through the different eighties B movies that again, that's, that's right up my alley. So, <laughs> uh, all of, there are things about all of them that, um, that interest me now the scare zones. You know, Revenge of Chucky, um, you know, that one maybe I can, I, I mean, I'll go through it, but Chucky's never really been my thing. Like uh, that's not the, uh, the New Year's Eve one sounds, sounds like it could be real strange <laughs> and where it's a combination yeah. of like a New Year's Eve party and, and like what vampires or something. Is that basically what it's going to be?
3: I think that's strange. She's been there for the homecoming vampire party. <laughs>
0: Jeez.
2: Yeah, that was so the reason yeah, well, That's was, that's kind of what yeah. I'm excited about. Like, it sounds like it can just get wild. I've Never really been that impressive scare zone, so I'm excited
3: about this year. It's like a pretty good lineup. Different things.
2: I I feel like the killer clowns from outer space one. If they have those like super creepy like like melting clowns walking around, mm-hmm. people might actually have have like a breakdown. Yeah,
3: and that's a new location, so I'm excited to see how it turns out. uh, They haven't had a scare zone there lately.
0: Yeah, they're going to be using the uh, cinematic uh, celebration uh, projection mapping for that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, uh, Mike, what are the houses you're looking forward to?
3: Man, I don't even know.
0: (laughs)
2: Um,
3: I'm not really looking... I guess Blumhouse will end up being surprising, probably, because Happy Death Day I'm excited about, but not about The Purge um halloween the first one i liked a lot the second one i didn't really care for so we'll see how that turns out but the originals are really cool and i'm excited to pretty much do all of them equally i mean i don't think there's a i guess maybe scary tales i'm interested in and the facades i like this to be pretty big which might be a bad thing if it takes over the house i don't know but uh yeah and i'm a big stranger things fan uh still need to watch poltergeist and uh yeah I'm excited about everything i'm just excited i i wish they had another show for the sake of capacity because i'm a little worried about that um but other than that it's gonna be fun
2: cool. yeah that's kind of how i am like i'm not like i i just i'm excited for the experience because i hear almost nothing but good things about it so uh it's just one of the few theme park things i've never done so
0: yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to the uh to all the originals, especially, um, I'm definitely looking for Carnival Graveyard and Seas of Extinction, I think are going to be two highlights and it's going to be super cool. So I'm excited about those.
2: Yeah, the sound, the the, uh, the sound of like parts of old carnivals just like laying around, which is kind of how they describe it. That sound It's, it's already creepy without anyone in there. <laughs> if there's just like abandoned carnivals. Mm hmm.
0: I, I guess the next question is like: Is there any particular tips or hints or tricks are you are you're looking for, Brian, or or just like any any ideas of what to do? Or I guess I'm no. Just, well,
2: I mean, yeah. I was going to ask. I, I was going to ask about like you know how to how to you know a the, the plan of attack for the beginning. But um, it sounds like the, you know the the stay and scream is is the way to go well, there. So I'll definitely do that.
3: Yeah, um, it's a matter of picking one. Um, and then also, I guess, I mean, if you couldn't make it for whatever reason, I guess the, the wisdom is to start in the back and work your way up to the front, but I don't know. Um,
2: yeah, that that was going to be my next question is like, you know, say you have to start, you're starting outside the park. Is it better to go to stranger things and hope the line is only like two hours at that point or or (laughs) wait till the end of the night when it will be like four hours. (laughs)
0: Well, if you go and you do Stranger – like, if you do Stranger Things, stay and scream. Man, that's going to be a mouthful to say. Um, You'll you'll get in real quick, and then just do one more house after that um, up front, and then before the event opens, hightail it back to the back of the park and do all the originals back there. That's probably your best bet, and then work your way back up front again because people are going to be entering and hitting up Halloween and Stranger Things immediately. And I guarantee you Halloween's going to be one of the last ones to open in the day. Because mm-hmm. uh, that house always opens late for some odd reason. <laughs> I don't know why. It just does. So keep that in mind. Uh, so I, I, I guess that's your best kind of plan of attack but if, if you're doing Stay and Scream.
3: But if it's going to rain, go to Springfield. That way you can oh. hang out inside of fast Food boulevard, get a beer, get some dinner, wait for the rain to stop, and then you head out to the, uh, I guess, four houses in the back now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, just, it's just a matter of how the weather's looking, because you don't want to be sitting out in the rain by Hello Kitty. No cover. No beer.
0: No food. Sad. Very sad. Sad. Especially the no beer part.
3: <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, Fast Food Boulevard's a good place to you like, ever just need to like, go hang out and catch a breather and get a beer and have some dinner and just relax for a bit.
2: Yeah, so now the 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 uh, st- stay in scream zone near Finnegan's mm-hmm. do do that. Like when they let the stay in scream zones out, can you just go wherever you want, or do they try to no. like, like railroad you towards houses? Yeah, they so, follow you
0: to a specific house. So Hollywood and Sta- and Finnegan's go towards the houses up front. So that's going to be uh, like the houses right on New York Street or Production Central, and then mm-hmm. um, the ones in. Uh, for Simpsons go. Uh, I last year they all went towards
3: um, Blumhouse, Blumhouse,
0: Scarecrow, and Hive. Yeah, exactly. But this year they may actually let you back in the kid zone, but I'm not sure because that's Ooh. what they've done. Yeah, because it looks like
2: there's there's two in the kid zone right there, mm-hmm. and then there's three back by like Men in Black. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So previously they only had one kid zone last year, so I know they would put people because up- reasons. Yeah, thanks, Nintendo. Jeez, um, so I, so that's kind of how they how it goes. But because um, well, I'm thinking, like, because it looks like
2: right up up like the I don't know the, any of the actual street names at Universal yet. Yeah. But the main the main street there, it looks like they have they're going to have Stranger Things, Carnival Graveyard, Scary Tales, and Poltergeist all basically in a row. Yeah. Right up there, so that's what I'm thinking. Like, if you can just do all four of those, like right in a row, that would be just, a real good. Hit on how they open. Yeah,
0: yeah. And usually, if you're it, like, it's going to be hard to say. So it's going to be yeah. Stranger Things, Carnival right, Graveyard, yeah. Scary Tales, and Poltergeist. You're right. Sorry. Um. So, I I mean, the, you're going to find out there's going to be a House. Like, eventually, you'll find out. But since you're going there like one of the first days. You'll find out which house is open early and which one's open late. For example, like last year, there's a house, um, it was uh, The Fallen, would always open late. Like, (laughs) always open late. No matter what, it would always open, like, a little bit after the park opened. So you always never went to that one. You would go to another one. So, um, yeah, it's going to be hard to tell which ones that's going to be right now, because there's no, like, stunts, per se, in any of these houses. So, I'm assuming they're going to have Stranger Things open immediately, and yeah. they'll probably have Poltergeist open pretty soon, but otherwise it's going to be a uh, hit or miss for everything. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my advice on that. Um, also, just like, ride the rides. Like, Mummy is a bunch of fun, just hanging out, like, at night. That's always a good time. Uh, Diagon Alley is fantastic at night. Um, no one's in there. Mm-hmm. You can get beers. There's no lines. Um, most of the shops are closed. Ollivander's is closed. Um, I remember when Ollivander's was open uh, <laughs> um, for Halloween Horror Nights, which is great because if you ever want to get a wand, you do it then. you're
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> the only one there. They have yeah, to pick you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's, it's always a good time in Diagon Alley. I, I know they have Leaky Cauldrons open for dinner. So, like, if you love Leaky Cauldron, go, to, <laughs> go there for Halloween Horror Nights. No one is there. Like, no one's in Diagon Alley. It's crazy. Um, Men in Black is always a classic uh, for Halloween Horror Nights, especially when you're a few drinks deep and just everyone's having a good time. So, um, (laughs) yeah. You just got to
3: take a break from it all sometimes because it's overwhelming.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of chainsaws. There's a lot of loud noises. There's a lot of very loud music. So just, like, dumping into, like, Moe's for, like a few minutes to grab a beer and just like recharge your batteries and and water for joe water for me yes i got dehydrated that one year i i know i fully understand that um but yeah keep hydrated kids um but like dump like jump into <laughs> mo's get some you know chicken thumbs and, and and a beer and you know watch the the loop with uh with with Mo, and mo's and stuff and just chill
2: the loop bit. that lasts like four minutes so oh, by the time it, you finish your beer you've heard it all exactly. 20 times.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Those poor bartenders. I know, right? Um I we still don't know what's going on with alcohol this year, but one of my best tips is that there is a I heard it's gonna be dry. Uh <laughs> God, I hope not. Um, <laughs> there's a full service bar that is um next to uh walk so when you're walking from uh King's Cross and the London area towards <laughs> Um, Lombards on that on that side of Lombards there's a bar um, you can look for the spinning red lights because that's the universal sign for bar at Halloween Horror Nights is the spinning red lights um, and it's a full service bar with beer and almost no one goes there so that's definitely the best place to get a drink during the event because Finnegan's has like a queue and all the other oh, yeah. bars have stuff and like that's definitely the best way to go
2: Hmm. Yeah, I would have I would have guessed that the bars would all have lines, but that's good. Yeah, I can't. I I will be videotaping myself, so I can't. get yeah. you know, too too deep. many
0: beers deep,
2: but well, uh, but a couple. You if know, anything,
0: if it was like last year, uh, they'll have some exclusive beers only available during the event.
2: Mm. So, oh, now
0: you're talking about language. yeah. So I think last year they had two of them. I think one of them was like a shipyard. Yeah, uh, yeah. One was a shipyard. Like it was a special shipyard. Um, pumpkin beer, and then the other one was another beer. I forget what it was. But they also have specialty mixed drinks, but those can either between, be between good to uh, fraternity garbage fire drinks. <laughs> you know what, which,
3: Joe? I don't think I've ever had a, a horn specialty mixed drink.
0: Um, I had them last year. They weren't bad, but the one from 25 was basically like monster energy and vodka and shit. And Oof. it was, oh, yeah, yeah, it's real bad. It's real bad. So um, I think in the next week or two, they're going to probably release whatever their food and bev options are. Um, also, they opened like 80 stands for food. So, like, they have all this unique food you can't get anywhere else. It's like a miniature food and wine festival in there, too. Pizza fries. Except they have pizza, like, French fries that are topped with pepperoni sauce and cheese. Or um, twisted taters, which is a whole potato that they julienne into, like, a giant swirl. And then they put it on a stick and deep fry it. Like, it's, yeah, it's... it's Very healthy. Yeah, very, very healthy. 100% (laughs) healthy. Um, I think there was, a like, a donut... Like, there was, like, a churro in an eclair, and they made it look like a, a hot dog. <laughs> so they opened, like, the eclair up and put the churro in there. and put. It, 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 they do crazy stuff. They did a, they did pizza with, like, a hot dog in the crust, for crying out loud, one year. Like, they do some crazy stuff at Halloween Horror Nights. Um, the,
2: the food and beverage people must love it. Oh, yeah. Just,
0: oh, wait, wait, look at this thing I just thought of. Yeah, I think they did deep-fried <laughs> PBJ one year or something crazy like that. Um, absolutely nuts. Um, but I uh, take a hot
2: dog and stick it through the hole of a donut, and <laughs> stick two Oreo cookies on the ends of them, and then we deep fry it.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so Mike, do you have any other uh, recommendations for Brian?
3: I think we, we pretty much covered it. You know, I'm sure they'll throw us some kind of curveball this year. are to adapt to, but that's what they do. The Keep on your toes. But I'm excited. Fair point. Uh, i ready. And I'm excited for Brian, but I, I'm yeah. kind of also worried for him because now you have something you going to spend money on every year. <laughs> yeah you're gonna you're gonna it's get tough. the itch you're gonna get the itch like all my other friends you, right can't, you? you just can't stand not going
2: it's hard well i i will say both my wife and daughter are are very annoyed that i get to go cover it for work and they do not get well, to go they very this. much want to go my my wife obviously would be fine my daughter is only uh, she'll be 10 very soon and uh I, i'm a little more i'm more concerned about the uh the alcohol consumption of other guests than i am the actual horror part of it i think that part she can take i'm not sure if she can deal with a a bunch of you know drunk guys vomiting in bushes or things like that i mean
0: it's it's not as bad as food and wine it really isn't i I think it is over exaggerated
2: oh good because yeah food and food and wine on like a saturday night is a disaster (laughs) zone that is that is uh, a horror night
0: yeah. <laughs> Food and wine is the real horror. Halloween Horror Nights, or oh, that's the real Horror Night. Oh, man. Um, so Also looking forward to Supercharged. Oh, geez. No. Yeah, I'm not, re- I'm not really <laughs> yeah, looking no. forward to that. One. Mike actually <laughs> I, likes I, Supercharged, so we'll just send that. There. I could have
2: ridden it when I was there on, on Sunday. There was like a oh. 10 minute wait when I walked by, and I was like, so
0: mm, good. No, I'll wait. Oh, <laughs> man so much fun <sighs> so Brian where can everyone find you online at and where do you publish uh,
2: mostly I, I don't I don't blog much for touring plans anymore but the, my Aventura <laughs> blog did is up now uh, I do a lot of video work on our YouTube page which is you know youtube.com slash touring plans you can just search for touring plans you'll see my grimacing face a lot on there <laughs> so um, uh, that that's the the most important. One, you know, you can follow me. I, I'm on Twitter at yes that Brian, but it's mostly just nonsense. So I don't know if I'd recommend that.
0: Yeah, and last question is, uh, where do you think Liverpool is going to finish this uh, season on the table? Uh, my my
2: heart is telling me top of the table. My brain is telling me that I, if they can stay within single digits of City, it will be a moral victory.
0: I think that so. I think that's pretty reasonable. I, I I'm I'm hopeful. I think we can go number one. So I mean, if there's any Definitely. year. Like but it's gonna year. be
2: there's gonna have to be no slip-ups. We can't we the, the Crystal Palace match was was a good test. Mm-hmm. We can't like we can't like go across town to Everton and drop points like we do, we just can't do it this year. Yeah, that's not an so. option.
0: Mike, where can we find you online at? You can find me riding Supercharged. Awesome. <laughs> you can find me at Parkscope Joe and at Parkscope on Twitter. You can find us at parkscope.net, go leave us a good review. Um, Mike, do you wanna close close us out? Family forever,
3: love everybody, hate everything, come away. <laughs>